I think technically I'm on the East Coast. Not of Scotland, though. Oh, Scotland, though. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the, like, and the, like, I would be, like, if you drew, drew, like, a line down from Scotland, I would be on the same kind of coast as East Coast. No, I'm West Coast, aren't oh. I? What are you talking about? Fucking no, hell. Been, no, you're, you're near Wales. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> of, course, of course, I'd bring uh, Craig into a wow. as opposed to, like, the awesome chat we had off, Mike. Yeah. No, I think it's this is the cold open for sure. Yeah, oh, it's it old drink. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Get, like a great conversation about do you remember things if you turn into a werewolf? That's gone forever. That's lost. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. still gone forever. Idiot. Oh, that we're gonna yeah. keep that in. We're gonna record that. If you were a werewolf, would you remember being one? Uh ooh. That's <laughs> the question <laughs> of the night, Ewan. If you if you were a werewolf and you suffered from lycanthropy, would you actually remember being a werewolf? Huh. Or would you just wake Never. up in the, in like a field somewhere? <laughs> I mean, that's an average night for me, so, you know. Yeah, you know. Where is Phil gone? I don't know, he's fell down a hole, unless he's like over the other side of the room or something. Possibly. I'm on the other side of the room trying to find a bottle opener. Trying to find a bottle opener? Yeah. Getting a beer. Hey, Ethan. Oh, Christ, are we... Are we drinking for this? Harry Potter? Werewolf man in Harry Potter? Does he remember things when he's a werewolf? Oh, yeah. So, what in the hell is going on? So he does. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Yes. I, 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 oh, apparently, I'll see it as well. What a yes or no? Oh yes, I've been listening to all the bollocks about the east coast of Scotland and werewolves. Welcome to the Conquistadors. This week on the Conquistadors, they enter their name once more into the Tombola as they enter the Lethal Lottery as part of Starcade 1992. Forming random tag teams tonight are Cameron the Dragon Phillips, Mr. G1 Ewan Taylor, Dr. Death Phil Royal, and Hot Sauce Jordy Allen Milburn. Only tight on the Conquistables. Well, in traditional podcast fashion, I ordered a takeaway an hour and a half ago and it's not arrived yet. <laughs> I've oh, gotten that takeaway out. <laughs> it's still not here yet. I'm getting very pissed off. What did you order precisely? And where from, uh, just so we can flame them? Uh, a kebab from Gurkha Spicy. I ordered it at 7 o'clock. I thought that was Gurkha ample Spicy. time. Ample time, but obviously not. It's because you should have gone back to the other place, whatever that one was called. The Warwick. The Warwick. I should have. You're right. I, I wish know. I'd went to the Warwick. I'm going to get yourself ordering from the Warwick, I'll Get yourself a chili burger from the Warwick. I'm going to have to ring these bastards up in a minute. Like, it's been out for delivery for about 25 minutes. So it'll be Oh, that's going to be stone cold. <laughs> Does this mean Al's takeaways can be the running through this podcast, running the football? Results? No, your shit, Mike. Your shit, Mike's going to be the the uh, yes. point of this podcast. Phil, what has happened? What? No, he's back. He's, no, now he's back to it. It's fine. Oh, but when he was there inside the room, just there, it was it was that's really, better. That's the reason why. Because I literally, like, I literally turned around like this, pointing into the room, going through. Yeah, there you go. So he's, yeah, he's it's gone now. Oh, hang on, I'm good. And now, now I found oh. it. I turn back to Phil. Shut up! Mike. I think Al's takeaways here. Oh, live takeaway! <laughs> Is it there, Al? 
He's gone. Yeah, it must be there. He's gone. <laughs> he must be way at the door. He's, he's, he's dropped God, the can, phone. Can you imagine? Can imagine we, we, I wish he'd taken his phone with him. We could have heard him kind of like sarcastically go, I read thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to chase the lamb? <laughs> oh, my God. All the sarky dad comments. Al giving it the kebab sass. Oh, kebab sass. There's a t-shirt. <laughs> kebab Nice. Is that just going to have a picture of Vader in the front of it or something? Because, you know, he, he does enjoy a kebab. <laughs> does enjoy, enjoy a kebab. kebab when he was in jail in Kuwait, yeah. There'll be um, uh, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow with the fire extinguisher. Yes. Yes. Kebab sass next to it. Fantastic. Um, what do we think? What do we think about uh, booking your challenger for one of your main belts to lose in their debut on uh, NXT? Ewan, <laughs> would you be referring to the recent uh, comes and goes of WWE? Yeah. That fucking it's disaster so play, piece of a place. And then it's like, oh, don't worry, Karen, uh, uh, you'll get your, uh, you know, your your win back next week. Oh no, Jeff Hardy's got COVID and can't come back. Sorry. Yes, the, I I've pretty much given up on this company now. Then I saw that on Tuesday. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you? Oh, did you see? Um, Keith Lee spoke about why he would be even missing yeah. for like six he months. Got yeah. sick, then got really sick. Then got really sick. Then got yeah. better again. Then his wife got sick because he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy that? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. He said like, it was like heart inflammation. So if he did anything more than walking, he could die. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. That seems yeah, impressive. That's probably going to knock you out of wrestling for a while. Mm. I, mean, I don't know. The last person yeah. that had uh, a risk of an injury for walking was Kevin Nash, and he turned out okay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Everybody loves a quad joke. Yep. Just ask Triple H. Hey. Two in a row. One fire tonight. <laughs> oh, yes. Has Al actually got his takeaway yet? I think so. Al's molesting the delivery driver now, trying to find out why it's taking an hour and a half. Geordie Action. Geordie Action. That sounds like a top shelf magazine I've ever heard one. Geordie Action. Oh, my God. Can you? It's either going to be that kind of thing or it's going to be like Rambo if he was from Wall's End. <laughs> uh, it would be called Geordie Action and like the subtitle would be like uh, Wahey oh my god something oh, like that get the sound effect of the tumble oh, there's, there's an offshoot to get the fuck of the time going dong <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just put the, the uh, fuck of the time underneath that that'll work there you go <laughs> the Lindis fan yeah <laughs> oh god has he is he just ramming this kebab down his neck, then? Is that the idea? <laughs> I'm so glad you said kebab. <laughs> <laughs> what else was I going to say? We're ramming it down the neck of the delivery driver, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, that's Geordie action, right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a t-shirt as well. Hot sauce. <laughs> that's Geordie. Hot sauce Geordie Al, no thank you. <laughs> Hot sauce Geordie Al. How can you have two nicknames? <laughs> Because he's Jordy Al, that's how. Oh my god. Coming to the ring tonight. Hot sauce, Jordy Allen Milburn. It works so much. <laughs> it's a shame that I've got all my good material before we start the actual episode, so well yeah, this is still getting recorded, isn't it? So we're alright. We're is, fine. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'll be like a and that mean gene is what I call kebab action, and he just walks out. I just got oh, no. Imagine if Matchman instead of bringing out a little uh, creamer brought out a kebab into his promo. <laughs> right to the kebab top. <laughs> what if Macho Man Randy Savage, instead of doing Slim Jims, advertised kebabs? 
No, it's a it, rather than the, the cream of the crop promo. It's the I don't know the sauce of the oh, kebab promo. Wait, imagine the matcha man advertising pepperami. <laughs> well, is that not like the UK equivalent of a slim gym? Pretty much. It's a pepperami, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Would either of you two? Is he back? He's back. Yeah. Have either of you two seen Teen Titans Go? No. Uh, they do an episode of that around wrestling, which is really, really good. And then one of the Titans cuts a promo about the cream of the crop. Pro wrestlers excel at sounding like whack jobs, speaking in crazy metaphors. Who wants to give it a try? The wild man will! Because I am the vegan cream of the crop, and the cream always rises to the top, fools! And this cream of crop of the cream is just looking for some coffee to dip into. If you thought coffee woke you up before, just wait until the cream of the crop is in there! And don't you worry your pretty little heads off about the expense of this cream, it being the cream of the crop and all, because here's a coupon for a dollar off! Oh, yeah! That made no sense. I know. Very impressive, wild man. What South Park episode? When, when wrestling, when you guys got the high school wrestling teacher at the WWF style. No, nobody's seen it? No, that's fine. There you not go. seen that one, sorry. Way that's behind that. on South Park. So that's the homework, is to watch that episode of Teen Titans and that episode of South Park. It's okay. uh, on Netflix camera, I can confirm. Brilliant. I thought I'd seen it somewhere. No, I've not seen it, seen it, but I've seen it. This, we'll discuss it next week. Final form. Yes. Grand. Could we better crack on with this because there's a few matches in this one. Yes, there is. And Alan's eating his kebab? Or, as a yes. Has the, ke- has the kebab eaten Al? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Alan. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Is it, I think the audience need to know, Al, is it still hot? It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> what was the reasoning? What was the reasoning for being like over like an hour and a half to get it to you? I didn't see her. Well, uh... I'm hungry right now. You didn't ask. No, he left it on the doorstep. He left me by the time I got the door, he was in his car. Nice. Oh, that's that's just avoiding the case, isn't it? That's yeah. Yeah. Play embarrassment. Play to him. Play to him. That's the play. That that's the play you do though in that situation. Is that you don't actually speak to the person at the door. It's like, oh, it's no. social distance delivery, I'm gone, bye. Boom. Social distance delivery is just panning it in your front garden by the sounds of it, Al. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they might as well have just connected it to a Frisbee and then just be done with it. Anyway, oh. speaking of ideas that sound good on paper, yet when acted out are really, really bad. Hey! Let's talk about WCW! Tonight, it's the 10th annual Starcade 92! Featuring Battle Bowl. Beginning in 1983, Starcade has earned the reputation of being wrestling's premier event. The sport's biggest stars have competed in this annual spectacular over the past decade. And tonight, the tradition continues. Five championships will be on the line, including a showdown for the WCW World's Heavyweight title when former Florida State University football All-American Ron Simmons faces his top contender and current United States champion, Ravishing Rick Rude. It'll be the champion's power versus the challenger's devastating rude awakening. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Shane Douglas put their unified World Tag Team Championship up against the new combination of Barry Windham and Flying Brian Pillman. And the champions have revenge on their mind. For the first time in wrestling's history, the NWA title will be decided between two Japanese athletes on American soil. It'll be the master of the STF and current champion, 
Masachono versus the high-flying Great Buddha. Sting and Big Bang Vader are on a collision course tonight to determine the first King of Cable champion. Can Sting, last year's Battle Bowl winner and WCW's most popular athlete, derail the 450-pound monster from the Rocky Mountains? Plus, Sting will also attempt to win his second Battle Bowl championship ring. When via the random lethal lottery drawing, eight teams will be formed to compete in the tag team portion of Battle Bowl. The winning four teams, eight men, will advance to tonight's Battle Bowl Battle Royal finale, where it's every man for himself. Who will wear this year's championship ring? Find out next during the 10th annual Starcade 92, featuring Battle Bowl. And now, let's go ringside with Jim Ross and Jesse the Body Ventura. Do you know what I love about a pay-per-view? What's that? See a wrestler wrestle three times for no reason at all. <laughs> well, this is a show for you. <laughs> yeah, despite there being, you know, probably several other people on the on the uh, actual roster who probably could have done that for you in no issues at all. But never mind. Just get other people well, to do We'll get into it in a little bit, certainly. This, 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 there is, I think, and we're touching on it now, an overall problem with this pay-per-view, I think. <laughs> Isn't it funny that a, a show from 29 years ago seems awfully relevant given the state of WWE in 2021? <laughs> Where there's like well, eight people on the roster, yeah, it feels like. Pretty much. I would yeah. say, though, usually, I don't know about how you guys do it, but usually when I'm watching these old pay per views for the Conquistadors, I'll usually like watch the first chunk of it and then press pause and then have like a little five minute, you know, I need to go and get myself a drink or just generally sort of walk around a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. usually, usually that moment comes about half an hour to 40 minutes in. Um, <laughs> but this one was like an hour and 20 minutes where I had that notion. Hmm. So to be honest, whilst we're seeing, you know, this, that, and the next thing, I found it overall an easy watch. Of all of the shows of this type of ilk, the spectacularly long Jordi Al specials, um, <laughs> this <laughs> one is definitely one of the better ones. I'll give them that, oh. because I didn't yeah. want to kill myself at the end of it. Really? <laughs> Advantage. Oh, I think I did. Um, okay, oh, we'll wow. get to that. Get to that a bit. You well, this, Al. No, I didn't. Just, no, no, Al didn't oh. choose this. No, it's sorry. Me. It seems like it's it's a very owl pick. That's why I thought oh, it was him. It's sorry. WCW, of course, it's not an owl pick. Of course, it's not an owl pick. Oh, yeah, Jesus. good point. But it's a tournament, you see. Yeah. Oh, well, I know. Yeah, I know. But to continue the theme of the tournament, well, I didn't know what I picked it. I picked it for another reason, which I'll discuss later. So this is WCW Starcade 1992 Battle uh, Battle Ball. Is Battle Ball? Is it? No, it's no. It is the tenth annual Starcade 92, which makes no sense. Makes no sense. Uh, and it's also WCW Starcade featuring Battle Ball, not yeah, just Battle Ball. Starcade 91, the Lethal Lottery colon Battle Ball, wasn't that something? There was yes. lots of different things. This is just Battle Ball this time. So they still have the Lethal Lottery as part of the card to pick the tag teams for the Battle World at the end of the show. Uh, we're coming from, um, I didn't write it down, somewhere in Florida? We're, no, we're, somewhere we're, in Texas? No, no, <laughs> this is Phil's geography coming into play once yeah. again. The Omni in Atlanta, Georgia, December Omni 28th. Atlanta, Georgia. 1992 with an attendance yeah. of reportedly of 8,000. We are in deep, deep WCW slash Jim Crockett country. Yeah, so I picked this show because I remember ages ago I saw like a random gif of one part of the pay-per-view and I was like, I quite want to see the rest of that match and see how we got to that point of the pay-per-view. So uh, you can try and guess at what point that gif turns up in the show. Ooh. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I'll uh, I'll uh, let you guess at certain points along there, just to try to you know keep things interesting because you know the chat may not be interesting. 
Because it's WCW. Um, oh, hype up the pay. I'll hype up yeah. the talk show. Yeah, why not? Yeah, the chat's probably got, not going to be that interesting. Yeah. Just got to do what I can. Yeah, 10 minutes like, in? <laughs> even that. Well, before we start, I just want to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever stayed up late at night? Yes. Yes. And yes. wondered, in their wrestling mind, what would ever happen if a Rackner man took on Henry Godwin? No, I've not had that particular thought. <laughs> oh, no. was that the dark match? That's your dark match. What a crime. Oh, my God. Okay, now I kind of want to see it. Uh, um, your dark match is Brad Armstrong beats Shanghai Pierce. That's your dark match. Wow. Shanghai Pierce. Oh, my God. That is an amazingly racist name, possibly. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't seen that, what, what he's dressed as yet, so we can't confirm if it is full racist, but just, <laughs> just Shanghai Pierce it's, is it's racist It's enough. early 90s WCW. There's a very good chance. There's a very good chance, yes. So we start the show, we get like a nice little recap of the kind of history of the show, a uh, little preview of the matches, including Rick Rude with no moustache, which is incredibly yeah, strange, that, I don't like it. that, that unnerved me greatly. Rick yeah. Rude should just have a moustache. He's like Tom Selleck, he cannot shave that off, it's just no, no wrong. No. Is the start is of the... everyone's notes the same then? Because I also have Rick Rude with no tash, he's not correct, he's not correct. <laughs> yeah. well, apparently so. Pretty sure he didn't have a tash towards the end of his WWE career, could be wrong. I- I don't remember that. So what, what, he was with DX. <laughs> no, no, no. He's first time run, first time run. Oh, he's first time run. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. But, but to be fair to WCW, this is like, you know, a nice little well-edited package hyping up the matches for the match. And I was like, oh, this is quite good. And then immediately, uh, Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura come on camera and say, Rick Rue's not in the main event because he's injured. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> was that, we're actually skipping ahead here because I would like to discuss what the fuck was Jesse wearing? He was wearing one of his t-shirts. I believe a Malcolm X hat and a leather jacket. Yeah. He looked like he just fell out of bed, fell into his wardrobe and went, that'll do. I thought he was WrestleMania 10 hat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Two, two years, two years predicting. Two years early. Two years early, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. 18 months, technically. No, all right. <laughs> But yes, it's quite a, it's quite like a like a handbrake turn straight away at the beginning of the PVT. Oh, we've got this great uh, heavyweight championship match, uh, Ron Simmons versus Recruit. Uh, but Recruit's injured. Here's uh, Eric Bischoff to say why. Yeah, I found this weird that we start the show with a trip to the WCW special report. <laughs> it's like, yeah. is this the pay-per-view or is this like the show before or is this a clip? I'm assuming, What's going like, on? Rude didn't get injured on the day. They could have had time to go back and like re-edit that promo t- thing at the beginning of the show. Nah, they're already well, they're already paid for it, so you may as well use it. May as well use it, I suppose. Yeah, we'll just do a thing afterwards, which is just kind of like, like <laughs> if you want to just see like a little bit of like early nineties WCW in like two two minutes, like that's that part of the show. You know, you just Pretty get much, that out. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what that's what we're dealing with at this point. But to be fair to them, there's only one ring, so they get a tick at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a big plus in my book. Is one yeah. ring okay? We're in. Um, did anyone did anyone else think the recovery time that was stated for a herniated disc of five to seven weeks seemed a bit short? Yes, because initially I wasn't sure if this was like his big career ender, but that's a couple of years later, isn't it? I think when he does his his major back injury. Yeah, yeah, ninety four. I think this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Which, so. Yeah, no, this disc issue probably didn't help. <laughs> yeah, well, I think later on did say like it's in his neck or something, like it's a neck injury. Yeah, it's a herniated disc in his neck. Yeah, because it's what it's like in his lower back. Is it the one that puts him out? Like, like Shawn Michaels did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he falls on a funny stage thing. Is how he does his back in. Oh, there's like a raised platform on the ring, and he falls on it, and that's what yeah, that's. Oh, it. it just hit the right bit. Okay, I can yeah, see how yeah. that would. Um, it wasn't a casket <laughs> like Shawn Michaels then. 
<laughs> similar. Similar, I was going to say, sounds a similar idea, but just not a casket. <laughs> and it's also good. They, they then move on to like you know the history of the battle ring and the the tradition of uh, giving the winner a ring, which they didn't do last year, but they're going to do this year. <laughs> I found this fascinating that we had um, a presentation of a ring which was never spoken about in the first show, was never mentioned yeah. as a prize. Just we just thought Sting won, hooray! And all of a sudden, yeah. there's a ring. Well, yeah, this know. year they get a ring, and and the winner's going to get another ring so i guess they got by one get one free or something i don't know and then like that will come to you later like it's going to be a big tradition of you know getting a, getting a ring whenever you win the battle ball um which again we'll discuss if that actually came to pass later on i, th- I can't remember who says it but there, i've got written down in my notes a quote battle ball was the idea of dusty roads and I, my commentary on that was no surely not <laughs> i'm surprised he hasn't it every year than if it was an idea of dusty roads <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the person they get to the ring is, um, is what's his name? Is it Henry Aaron or Hank Aaron? They call him like some kind of it's baseball Hank player. Hank Aaron and uh, Cowboy Bill yeah. Watts. Yeah, and you know we we would kind of say about um, Jesse just kind of rolled out of bed and strode to the ring. Hank's just kind of like just got woken up from his afternoon nap and just you know threw on a cardigan yeah. and just kind of stepped into the ring. Like, there's your, there's your ring stinger. Like, oh, thanks, cheers, mate. And like, well, yeah, great. Is he more or less alive than Little Richard was that one time? <laughs> Probably, I think slightly more. Slightly been the keyword there. Yeah, I mean, it's a close run thing. I'll give you that. Um, another thing I noticed: the sign in the crowd that said, "And I quote, Ted and Jane, wake up! Starcade is on." If they're asleep, how are they going to see the sign? That's that classic WCW booking for you again. Yeah. Is it? Yep. I hope, I hope Ted and Jane slept through. It was. It would have been the best thing for them. It would have been yes. Um, Sting was pretty over, it would appear, in 92, because the response he got when his music hit was absolutely monstrous. Yes, this is like kind of pure, not like prime Sting character, I think like probably like the last couple of years he's been like on a, on a roll. Uh, to get this into context, this is just towards the end of Ric Flair's WWF run, is it? Or is it like another year or so till he comes back? His, um, his last match was against Mr. Perfect in January 93. So we'd be getting okay. close to him leaving, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, I come back to WCW, yeah. So really, like, he's been, like, one of the guys who's had to kind of carry the company the last couple of years, I guess, with, you know, you lose Flair. Even though he may not necessarily been, like, the biggest national star, he was always definitely the biggest WCW star. So, like, yeah. it has been, like, the company's probably been on Sting's shoulders the last couple of years. So, yeah, and he's the biggest baby face. It's still, you know, surface Sting. Got rid of the mother, though, and the rat tail. You know, we have got some kind of evolution of his character at this point. <laughs> with hairstyles are called revolution okay <laughs> you know, I'm just grabbing the straws there Ewan come on he, he, does, he, does get, he does get a belt out of a quote in this part though because I've written down here Sting says Atlanta is my home right now oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, wicked way to capture good. the heart of that hometown crowd there Sting yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. I, I have one question overall why did this have to happen in the ring why couldn't this have happened backstage Again, they pay for the ring. You know. I suppose. If you've got one ring, you need to get lots of use out of it, you know. Wait, wait. I know I know what it is. They couldn't afford to get two actual rings, so they got a ring and put a ring in the ring. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe there's a little mini ring underneath the ring. Maybe someone said, Oh, make sure you order that extra ring. And then they came in with like an actual ring. They were like, No, a wrestling ring. Oh, what are we gonna do now? <laughs> This is a stupid was. show. <laughs> what are we doing? Anyway, should we get on to the opening match? Because there's rather a lot. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so um, uh, is it Larry Zabisco and Missy, Missy Hyatt, Hyatt doing the draw in this league? Yes. yes. 
I think she was there last time, which wasn't um, great, but doesn't seem too bad this time. Missy High debuted in Impact Wrestling uh, a couple weeks ago. Did she? Did she? Yes. She, she was, was in the... She was a tag team partner in the mixed tag tournament they had. Actually wrestling? Mm, not so much, no. She was more just standing <laughs> on the side of the ring and the other guy lost. In, in a very broad definition of wrestling, she did, but not really. Oh, she probably got paid, so you know. Yeah. Uh, we get a good kind of the uh, the cam the camera of the two backstage groups. You got all the, all the faces off on <laughs> yes. one side, and all the heels on the other one. Love that. I just want to yeah. do something here. I believe this match was drawn early. Yes, this match was drawn on Saturday night. As you know, it was uh, Class of the Champions. It was drawn. Oh, sorry, it was. Uh, yes, I went. Uh, I'm such a um, you know completist. I went and watched the segments from Class of the Champions <laughs> when they drew it. You absolute statist. Yes, brave, brave soul. Uh, so they drew the names of uh, Van Hammer and uh, is it Dangerous Dan Spivey at this point? I think it it's is. Dangerous. Yep. Versus Cactus Jack and Johnny B. Bad. Yep. I, I, I've got Van Hammer and Whalen Mercy against Mark Mera and Mankind. Is that right? Oh my God, Whalen Mer- Mercy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, Whalen Mercy was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. Do you think he's still walking to wherever he was going at this point? Because that's the last time we saw him just walking away. Walking Possibly. Well, didn't he come when White got released? Didn't he come back and say something about uh, Wade and Mercy or something? I remember being like out in the uh, bike being mentioned on on socials and stuff of, in the last couple of weeks, but I might be wrong. There I'll let it out of the camera. Will and Mercy isms in Bray Wyatt's character, yeah. Hmm. Especially the early, especially the early White, yeah, especially was, the early ones, yeah, when yeah. he was with yeah. the shirt yeah. and the hat on. Uh, it takes about two minutes of the match before Jesse tries to crowbar in a mention of his arm wrestling championship. Collar and elbow tie up, and Cactus Jack got the forearm in in the corner. Well, if it comes down to strength, it's going to go to Dangerous Dan Spivey and Heavy Metal Van Hammer. As you well know, Ross, Heavy Metal Van Hammer with the strongest arm in WCW. Cactus Jack trying to bring Hammer out of the corner. Yes. <laughs> Which is completely blanked by Jim Ross. Yeah, I'm quite sure Ross was just staring at him going, what the hell are you doing? Well, I thought, like, I'll probably mention this a few times during the night, like, I thought, like, Jesse and Jim Ross would be, like, a good pair, but they don't seem to really click. No, it, well, I mean, how are they going to click? It's a random yeah. collection of people. This yeah, like, is no. Jim Ross's last WCW show, by the way. Yeah, probably. Oh, right. to... So he didn't care then. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's his... WrestleMania 9, I presume. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got, he leaves after this and he's got like a couple of months of doing out and then he's the WWF for WrestleMania <laughs> Then he's wearing a toga. <laughs> yes. But there's quite a few times where like Jesse will say something or he'll make some kind of comment and he's kind of expecting a reply and Jim Ross will either say something else or like agree with him, which is which Jesse's not expecting. This method's so, yes. profile of barbecue. <laughs> Oof. Vicious. Vicious. Anyway. John B. Bad looks absolutely effing enormous. He does. But like him and the thing that's kind of thread through this match is him and Cactus Jack don't really gel as like tag team partners. Well, no. Are you trying to tell me that a guy who competes in Japanese death matches with barbed wire and light tubes and C4 <laughs> explosives doesn't get along with a guy who wears makeup and has a cannon that shoots confetti? I think so. I think I am. Is that like that's shocking? Chocolate yeah. statement of theirs. Because at first I thought like, oh, maybe they're just like their timing's off because it's like you know they'll, they'll go to tag and like actors will hold him for a double team move and like uh, Johnny will just basically push him out of the way and do his own thing. But yeah, this actually kind of feed into the end of the match where we get towards the end, which I think we're going to power through this one because nothing really happens. Yeah, uh, I think is it a cactus gets hit by mistake. Yeah, yeah. he's got a Johnny Bad claims injury until he accidentally punches Cactus Jack, meaning he gets pinned. 
Yeah. Which is, you know, I think Cactus Jack is like he gets quite a pop on the way in, like not a big pop, but like he, I think he's still like one of the kind of bigger characters. So dumping him out of this contest early seems a bit daft. Mm, I think it is kind of the kind of novelty of this entire thing is the fact that look, you can get like heels working with faces and they have to work together in order to get to this main event at the end. Yeah. But then as soon as the problem is, as soon as like the tag match finishes, as we were about to see probably in the next match, it doesn't really matter. So yeah. you're just going to like have, yeah, yeah, I see. We'll probably discuss this more in the next match because how that ends. Hmm. But it's you mean exactly the same as this match. Well, yeah, I kind of, you <laughs> know, you, you get like, you know, the, the, the heel will always like attack the face and it's just like, oh, yeah. look, they're trying to injure them before they actually because now it's every man for himself. And yeah. yeah, it's another one of those Dusty Rhodes ideas, which is great as a kind of idea and an initial setup. But there's always like, or there's usually like one fatal flaw that then means it's a bit, eh, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. I think yeah, like yeah. um like last time it was the fact there was like there was two rings. I think this one is again. I know it's supposed to be like a random pick, but you could probably work with the random picks a little bit better considering it's wrestling. Well, I mean, yeah. when you're in control of everything that happens and you can rig anything you want, yeah, you would think yeah. you would actually maybe put some you, more thought you, into it. You yeah. would have like two like a heel tag team who get drawn, you know, together and they're like, yeah. you know, usually they're so used to working with each other anyway. Mm. And then a face and a heel to face them. So it's up to them yeah. to kind of bury the differences to get past this well-orchestrated yeah. tag team. That would work. But that would only work once. That wouldn't work for like five matches in a row. <laughs> Which no. is the trouble with the tournament, isn't it? You, you, you've got all those matches on one card. You've got to kind of not do repeat finishes with each one which kind exactly. of draws makes things a little bit yeah yeah, I yeah. Mean, ne- ne- next match uh, we're talking about is uh, Dustin Rhodes and oh, oh, Big Van Vader excuse me what <laughs> have you ever wondered um, what it would be like for Catty's Jack to take on Johnny B. Bad yes yes well that was the proposed match for Wrestlemania 13 oh really really however um Mick Foley um, did not want to um, work with Mark Merrow at all. So I don't know if it was stemmed from this, if something happened from this feud or this angle or whatever, but yes, he requested not to work with Mark Merrow at WrestleMania 13. What was it about Mark Merrow that meant no one wanted to work with him? Because obviously Uh, Austin infamously dumped him. uh, Um, And now Mankind's dumping him. (laughs) Um, Would you willingly work with a man who wants to blast in your face all the time? Well... (laughs) Of course we went there. Of course we did. Yeah, we, of course we went Yeah, we totally went there, didn't we? Yeah. Um, it's just like, I mean, Austin's whole thing was because he allowed Sable to powerbomb him. Yeah. And, and how was the whole thing about how Austin then yeah. didn't believe that Mero was a serious contender for anything if his wifey, who's like half his weight and build, can powerbomb him. Yeah. I don't know what Foley's before whole thing all, was. Foley angle was before all this happened. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Only being the the, uh, the kind of notoriously nice guy, for him to say, I don't want to work with him, there must be something. Some there must be something. Something. something really bad, yeah. 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 I've well, not really, so it could be in his books, but yeah. Mm. Wow. I've got, I assume it'll be in his first one. I've got it on the shelf somewhere, so I might dig that and read it again. See if I don't remember. It. I'm going to have to like dig that out as well, because I don't remember reading about that yeah, or reading anything about it. What the hell is it about Mero that folks just didn't want to... Maybe it's a moustache, I don't know. No, who knows? Anyway, anyway, next match. Anyway, let's uh, get on to a match that contains beef. 
Yes, exactly what I've written down in this one. You got Dustin Rhodes and Vader versus uh, Sasaki and the Barbarian. Yep, Kensuke Sasaki of uh, New Japan fame. This is the during the prime period of WCW's relationship with New Japan, yep. and um, this match was a bit stiff. There's a lot of beef. When we start off, is it Vader and Barbarian? They start with it a is. handshake and then just get into like a lariat off. Yes, yeah, I love that. The traditional <laughs> lariat off. Yeah, just smacking yeah, each other. I, it's, it's just, I respect you, I respect you too. Let's try to decapitate each other. Yes. We channel the spirit of the Pontiac Silverdome to recreate the famous body slam moment. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, because Bob gets him the big slam on Vader, the more lariats. Then like, I think yeah. Dustin Rhodes and Vader, they do like a heart attack off the ropes on, on um, They do, yep. Is on Sasaki? I can't remember who it is now. Yeah. Um, Rhodes and Sasaki worked so well against each other. Yeah, there's like the chemistry in this one was really good. Like you just yeah. like basically, you know, Vader and Barbarian just just knocking lumps out of each other. Then the other two were just coming in doing the kind of I don't want to say like proper wrestling, but the kind of more map based stuff. It like this is one where like you've yeah. got a good combination of guys who work well together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of maybe that's the the, the floor of this kind of thing. To get it to work, you need four guys who are really good to be able to kind of pull the match off. Yeah. And you get any I mean, kind of like um We'll come just later on. If there's any kind of like you know third wheel or you know somebody you can't quite work to that level, that's where the matches start to kind of fall apart. Yeah. Whereas this one, yeah, like you know, it's it's a pretty a pretty straightforward, simple match. But like you know, it's got a lot of like you see, it's got a lot of beef in. It's got a lot of wrestling in it. It's a, I, I didn't mind this one at all. It was good. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match, and the crowd seemed to quite get into it as well because mm. I think after the sort of shenanigans of the first match they probably were wondering oh is this all what we're going to get all night but then the next match was a really competitive match with two sets of teams that could get on with each other for yeah. a certain point you know with vader he just wanted to get through he didn't care who it was with or how he just wanted to batter somebody yeah pretty much yeah although it's a bit of a kind of again it's a similar finish to the first one like we said it's you know someone gets it accidentally and then a quick roll up for the win yeah it's a bit is it Sasaki it's, hits Barbarian on the apron and it's a roll-up and he pins him. Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of out of nowhere, oh, we need to get this done in like under yeah. 10 minutes. It's like, why? You have a three-hour window. What are you doing? Yeah, but you know, yeah. Sasaki gets like, he does a really good suplex on Vader. Like, yeah, I didn't mind this one. At all. I thought, like, second first match was kind of like, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. no. But this was kind of like, oh, yeah, actually, though, this actually could work as an idea. Yep. And that trend continues on to our next match. Well, um, just to mention the end there, I think that's where, like Cam said, like uh, they, they, they finish match, uh, Rhodes and Vader get their hands raised, and then yep. Vader just lariats him out of his shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's just Vader like... just murders Rhodes and just walks yeah. to the back like, my job is done. And doesn't Harley Race stick the boots in for it as well? Yeah. Yeah, he gets a, <laughs> yeah. He gets a go. And then um, we get Harley Race is just amazing. Yeah, oh, he's, he's awesome. Um, we get Abbott for Super Brawl 3, which hopefully is showing the right date for the event. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, actually check that. We don't mention it being out of the wrong date. So I assume it is the right date. So that's, you know, that's I'm probably good. So. I'm assuming so. Yeah. Uh, so next draw uh, gives us the combination of Barry Windham and the Great Muta yes. versus Two Cold Scorpio and Flying Brian Pillman. Yay. So here, here, well, two things. Firstly, like they come out in a different order than they get drawn out of the hat, which confuses the announcer. Yeah. Which, <laughs> You know, he bravely yeah. kind of gets it right. I think he's he's paying attention, which is good. He doesn't kind of read it out in the wrong order. But this then gives you a little thread of the uh, upcoming uh, challenges for the tag team belts. Wyndham and Pillman are on separate sides. 
Yes. Yes, this is the whole thing about yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the interject there and to say that um at the start of the program they actually managed to get Pillman and Wyndham's uh, graphics the wrong way around. Awesome. <laughs> of course they did. WCW. Uh, WCW. Wrestling. <laughs> but we start off with um, the great Mooter and Pillman. I mean, that's some matchup for this kind of period, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible because it's just a shame. I'm actually almost finished reading Brian Pillman's book and it's absolutely tremendous. Yeah. And it's just a, such a shame that we lost Pillman as you know, early as we did, because yeah. if he was around today, he could be doing what Two Cold Scorpio was doing and still going strong, still been really popular. I mean, I watched Two Cold Scorpio wrestle a few weeks ago in Game Changer Wrestling, and he can still go, and he can still do all the flying stuff. Oh, really? That's awesome. I think Pillman would have been knackered. I mean, Pillman was knackered in 97. Well, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, don't know, I, I don't know if he was going to recover from his motorbike accident. Well, yeah, I was going to well, say, I, Pillman's I, main thing was that he shattered his ankle. <laughs> Yeah, well, alternative that... universe Pillman then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah. that's. Well, I'm not saying that. I mean, I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I've in the uh, Conquistadors book uh, for the pay per view project. <laughs> um, <laughs> that. that yes, one of the big regrets is I've just got past it and rewritten when I'm doing the editing of when they announce Brian Pillman's death, mm. and when you think about what came after that, I mean, that was '97. When you think what came in '98, '99, yeah. how much his loose cannon persona yeah. could have been in the Attitude Era alongside your Austins and your Rocks and the later on the Triple H's, yeah. it would have been absolutely incredible. And like, you know, I hate to invoke it, but I think like he could have like been played into like the invasion angle. Yeah. You know, even something like that, you know, having like a, like a, you know, another like ex WCW person for that kind of thing or like, of like his kind of level to kind of bring into it. If they were smart about it, they could have referenced the fact that he weaseled, kind of technically weaseled his way out of his WCW contract to sign for the WWF. Yeah. <laughs> that is still um, the greatest it. way of getting out of your contract. Eric, would it not make it more realistic if you released me from a contract in real life for the dirt sheets? Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's sure it'll be fine. Yeah, certainly, he certainly could have made an event with Austin because obviously oh, you had totally, these yeah. already there, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Hollywood uh, blondes already there. Yeah. Oh, to see him here, well, like I think he's probably in like his physical prime at this point. Yeah, I'd say so. Like he may not be like his his wrestling head prime, if that makes sense. That's probably like his, like you say, the kind of character he kind of came up with in '96 and '97. But here, like you know, it's before his ankle injuries, like jumping around, flipping over place of Muto. It's like, oh, look at this! This is brilliant. <laughs> Muto's having the time of his life. Yeah. Um, Muto is still wrestling to this day. He is. Yeah, didn't, we, didn't we do him yes, in the was, Wrestle Kingdom show? Uh, yeah, we had him in Wrestle Kingdom, but he was actually the GHC heavyweight champion in Pro Wrestling Noir for actually the last couple of months. Yeah, he's, I was going to say, he's like, what, is he 62 or something now? It's fine. Like, like if anything like a Wrestle Kingdom, we'll just put out part of the lighting gantry and hit people with it. Yes, that was him, and that was him who brought out the lighting gantry, that infamous spot. Smashed him with a massive part of metal. Is Goldberg not 56 or something? Yes, but unlike unlike Muto, Goldberg is about as talented as a chocolate teapot in hell. <laughs> well, he's got his SummerSlam match coming up. Yeah. Like, yep, uh... and I can't wait not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. Take that, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, we get, we get a bit of two-core Scorpio. There's like a, just like a twisting leg drop off the top rope. It's, mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, imagine that move, but with a spliff in his mouth, and that's what happened at Game Changer. Awesome. Although there is one movie just like a like a flip 
um, splash over the top rope where I think it's on Pillman and Pillman's like a little bit too close to the ropes on, on Wyndham and Wyndham's just yeah. like a little too close to the ropes so he kind of bashes him with his knees that didn't look like fun didn't look like fun but yeah this one's like I don't think it goes that long I haven't actually got my phone checking on the times because I was uh, under prepared. 7 minutes yeah, don't worry. The shame. long matches, the long matches are coming very shortly. <laughs> oh yes, but don't we know? Um, I rolled down the one point Myrtle tags and then just destroys Pillman's jaw. <laughs> yeah, that was that kick. Like yeah, he's reversed. That's, yeah. That's spin kick, I think it is. There's a few of those he does, which like oofed. He, he's he certainly got the distance that those dart in to be kind of on the Japanese scale of uh, strong. <laughs> yes. Like, which is fine, yeah, which is fine. That's you know, that's what he does. How much these WCW guys must have thought, like coming into the ring with these guys who don't mess about mm. and like will try and take your head off. <laughs> yeah, I suppose like Too Cold and Pillman are very much kind of like WCW like based. I don't think. Well, would Pillman have gone to Japan at this uh, point? I don't think he wouldn't have really. I don't think so. Not but sure. I'm check. Because like later on we've got like Doctor Death kind of like he's probably going to be well used to that kind of style. Whereas yeah, so like probably a lot oh, of yeah. the other guys oh, are yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like they're probably going to be a little bit like you know can we just ease off on the chops just a touch just a little bit. <laughs> Although to be fair, like there's a bit in the beginning. I think Wyndham and Pillman just chop the flip out of each other for a few minutes just for good measure. But the lethal lottery is indeed named aptly. It's lethal. Whoa! And look at the partners going toe to toe. Man. They're laying the leather here. And then we get a moonsault for Muta for the three counts. Yep. Yeah. We do, yeah. It does look like Pillman's broke it up, though. But yeah, then, it's very awkward he's done it anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's a bit of like, as you know, he kicks out. No, no, he's no, won. Yeah, there's a few feelings like where it's kind of like, uh, did, did it? No, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, that's that's definitely what happened. And it's like, uh, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, yeah. You get those those uh, so yeah, Wyndham and Muta through to the final, which is fair enough. Yeah, and then we get another draw, uh, which is great because on the camera I just realised sat at the back of the face dressing room institution Thunder Liger and Fallout fit, which I love. <laughs> it's just casually there. Everyone's just kind of cutting about in like you know just kind of general skivvies and they're they're kind of their normal outfits and stuff and like it's just full yeah. outfit cape head mask a lot. <laughs> yeah, the full regalia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he gets drawn out because we have uh, the dream pairing of Sting and Dr. Death Steve Williams versus Jushin Thunder Liger and Eric Watts. Yeah, yeah. this Eric, match Eric, Eric Watts. was terrible. Now, this match was given nine minutes, which is longer than any match previously on the card. <laughs> That's and why it was so bad. Was there any doubt on the winners? I mean, come on, Eric Watts isn't going to the main event any show, you know? <laughs> but they do well, say yeah. that, um, that, that Eric Watts is a rookie sensation, which is surprising considering he's Bill Watts' son. I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's what kind of, how lucky is that, that he would be good at wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they cut to a nice Japanese side in the crowd for Liger, which is great, but I don't know what it says. <laughs> could be a root sign, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, like, this is the thing. Like, this is what I said about you know, if you have four guys who can do the mix really well, like this stuff. This starts off with Sting and Liger. I mean, come on, that's a great pairing to start off with. You know, Doctor yeah. Death and Liger. That's awesome. But anytime Eric Watts steps into the ring, it's like, what are you doing there? Yeah, it's just like, why are you here? I mean, I've written down saying it's like um, it's the battle of red trunks with Doc versus Eric when they when they come into it because they're both wearing basically the same outfit. 
Mm. Oh, yeah, they are, aye. <laughs> Which I think is why, you know, Dr. Death gives him a few stiff lariats every now and then just go, don't steal my outfit, kid, come on. I have put um, down here that Dr. Death is like the older version of Walter. Stiff, chops. <laughs> yes. Does good, um... Sorry, Volta. Yes. <laughs> or shortly to be renamed Bob in WWE, probably. Probably. Shortly to be renamed. when he finds himself there. There's, there's probably like, Vince is probably sat there kind of going, what do we call him when he's up on the main roster? Ah, let's call him Adolf. And then <laughs> it's like, someone well, has I mean, to delicately I mean... explain. I mean, Viper became Piper, never knew that became Dewdrop. <laughs> yeah, but I think the joke is that it was Eva Marie that called her that. I don't see why, but yeah, it's, you know, it's the usual thing. Yeah. I'll just shorten it to Walt, because he's got to do something to be in control of his, you know, Walt. The people. No, yeah. Walt, Walt sounds like Walt sounds like a like a rapper type thing. I don't want to see Walter rap. No, Walt sounds Nobody like the neighbor from a crappy sitcom from the 80s. Walt just sounds <laughs> like Disney. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Disney. I mean, that's obvious. Okay, I'll team him with Paul Heyman. <laughs> For God's Probably. sake. Uh, oh. Yeah, so this this would have been good if Eric Watts didn't come in. Well, I mean, he's not in it for yes. a long period. But, like, I think a lot of it is them working over LIGO, which, you know, I think, again, you know, Dr. Death I mean, murders him with a few lyrics, that sort of thing. But then they tag it out once, and he throws what is literally, I think, the worst dropkick I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, as as Jim Ross said, quote, he didn't get all of that, unquote. Well, that's, that's got none of it. <laughs> it's, 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 I've never seen a worse dropkick. Like, even ones I've done have been better than that. When, when do you take the opportunity to practice your dropkicks, Phil? Exactly. I've not done one since I was a child. On my right, bed. Okay. Okay. And I think I threw a better dropkick than the one Eric Watts comes out with. But apparently need... he's the master of the STF and he could win at any second. Um, okay. <laughs> but he do, and he does get the STF on Dr. Death, but he like puts him right next to the rope. So he he just, gets like, near the rope, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then is it not, for the end, it's not like Dr. Death stun guns Watts and then he's pinned right next to Liger, who seems to just give up. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like, I'm, like, I'm done. <laughs> I think he knows this lad shouldn't be in the main event in a battle royal with Vader. Yeah, Liger's probably just looking uh, across the ring going, you know what? <laughs> we'll just call it a day, son. I'll have my like, paycheck tonight, thanks. It, it's, I'm thinking of you, Eric. I'm thinking of you. You shouldn't just get through. Yeah, just just calm down, Eric. Yeah. But that, at the end of that match, that's all your Battle Bowl qualifiers sorted. Yes, for an exciting eight-man battle royal. Doesn't that just scream main event? Eight-man. <laughs> Battle Royal, wow. Eight man <laughs> over the top rope Battle Royal. So I can just imagine someone going, eight man Battle Royal? What, what, what? No, we need 60. We need a 60 man Battle Royal. There's no in between. You have eight men and 60 men. That's all we've got. Somewhere Dusty but, Rhodes is, you know, frothing at the mouth going, no, baby, we need another 72 people. <laughs> Two rings in a cell, baby. Have we done be... World War Three? Yes. We had done that. I think there might be another one of them coming soon. Right. Oh, no. we, we, we've, we've done the Yeti humping Hulk Hogan. Wait, we've done wait, that War, one. World War 3-3? 33? 33 and a third? That'd be awesome. <laughs> but to be fair to them, they, they've got the tournament part of the show out of the way in 20 in like half an hour. Yeah, but yeah, it does, that's what I mean. It's, a, it's an easy watch. You kind of you kind of respect it. They, kind of, they just rattle through it. Like, right, there's your finalist. Done. Well, again, it's the old thing. Why don't they just have everybody who was in that draw in the battle royal? It would probably why make not? more sense because you're about to. See, the problem is that you know you're about to see 
everyone else who's in the Battle Royal wrestle probably at least once more <laughs> yeah. before the actual main event. I mean, but I was like, very disappointed um, Eric Watts was only on the show once. That was that was very upsetting. <laughs> That's the point just award for it. They can't have, you know, Eric Watts. It would be too dazzling for the crowd. It'd be too much. Too much. Just be too much. The crowd, you've you got to keep them, you know, got to bring them up to that point to be get a double Eric Watts match. <laughs> do, you, do you just remember, you, you might do what Eric Watts did in WWE? I read about this and I was laughing my, that's my toes off. You can say, Al. He, he teamed, uh, he became Techno Team 2000. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the mid-90s. Troy, Troy and Travis, Techno Team 2000, yeah. Isn't it like wrestling from the future? Like they're part of the new, the next generation or whatever it is. Oh, God, I remember this now. I remember oh, the name, no. but I can't remember the team. Yeah, they were like, they were so like, like two makeup and stuff. God, yeah. yeah. What year are we like, talking? Well, we're talking five, but then they'll pop up randomly in 97 at one point or something, yeah. To quote Wikipedia, uh, wearing silver smocks and tight zubas, their gimmick was that they represented the cutting edge of cyberculture. Oh, in 95. In 95. See, Cyberpunk was wrong even before it got released on the PS4. Definitely wrong. Hey! Hey! hey. A little bit of topical humour. Somewhere, <laughs> Mike, somewhere Mike Pondsmith rages. <laughs> Geekery joke for everyone. There's a there's a stunning comment from Cameron there. So we're, yeah. we got the tour out of the way. Let's do, let's have some proper matches now. So next match, uh, Masachono versus the Great Muta for the NWA Heavyweight Championship, which is oh, currently yeah. the big gold belt. Yep. Yes, the big the big gold belt as it was named because of reasons. Again, we're in that kind of. I guess they paid Ric Flair the money to get the yeah, belt. They back. actually got uh, injunction put into place that Ric Flair had to return the belt. Ah. That way. I couldn't find like, a mm-hmm. definitive reason why they returned. I just thought they gave him the money because, because the, no. like, the whole reason he says they kept it was because they didn't give him the money back. Like, they didn't keep returning the deposit, did they? They paid, he put down on the belt. So, like, 30 yeah. dollars yeah. or something. Turned up on for the belt, which is fair enough. Yeah. He basically acted like a cock and lost in the end, so then I had to come crawling back to WCW. I'm sure that felt good. But that's, um, that's Ric Flair's gimmick, isn't it? Well, it is in the flight from hell, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, anyone see the uh, Hey Muta spray here sign? <laughs> yes, I did see yes, that. Yes, I did see uh, that. Also, uh, Great Muta is billed as coming from the land of the Ronin's rising sun, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, but Masachono is just from Japan. I don't know if that's a different country <laughs> or what. Um, well, <laughs> uh, he's on the dark side of Japan. <laughs> I, I, I might have got this match, but I thought the crowd seemed to be quite bored with it. Or, 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 or well, I, I mean, after, sure. after seeing after seeing Eric Watts, national hero, why would they care about this match <laughs> yeah, exactly. to Japanese people? Everyone's too calm, aren't they? Why wasn't I mean, sure if it was like they weren't into it, or if they were like doing they were being like a, a respectful Japanese crowd and just being quiet for the lads, so they weren't getting. No, well, be, I just think it's because they don't really care because no one Americans involved. There's actually a story for this. Oh, oh, go on. Apparently, there's a number of people that have said that Eric Watts told Shono Amuta to go out there and have a crap match, so WCW weren't shown up. Really? Oh, so the wrestlers wouldn't look bad, right? Yes. Right. Oh, what? So if they came down, had an absolute barnstorm, and it would be like, oh, Japanese yeah. wrestling so much better than this. Yeah. Yeah. We're watching Watts. this shit. Yep. That's it. Eric Watts' yeah. logic at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's right. like uh, they, they talk about um, like the previous match. We see like a little bit of footage, but they don't kind of go into the detail of that other match they had back on Japan. Uh, back in yeah. Japan. Sorry. Back on uh, Japan? Which, is it on is it a planet now? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say on Japanese soil, but I just said uh, on. I just, I just stopped myself halfway through for no reason. Uh, and, <laughs> 
And ironically, Jesse messes that up because he kind of says, oh, this is their first match for the, for the NWA title. Yeah. And Ross is like, no. Yes, I was going to say that these two young men knew each other as amateurs very well. Their rivalry goes back long before they turned pro. But this is the first time they've ever wrestled each other for the NWA title. In the United States. Overhand wrist lock. Yeah, I'd be honest, it'd be quite unusual how seeing like two Japanese guys wrestle for an American yeah. title on Japanese on a American and then, um, It's a great bit where yeah. Jim Ross is like, oh, I can't quite hear what they're saying to each other. Jess, you've been around the world. What they, can you translate Japanese? He's like, no. I really know what they're saying, Jess. You're a world traveler. Can you interpret the, the dialogue? Nope. I'm pretty good at Tagalog, but I'm not that good at Japanese. A little bit awkward in the booth. A little bit awkward. It's yeah, it's definitely a bit of needle going on for some weird reason. Yeah. I don't quite know why. Yeah, you'll have um, to help me this one, guys, because I'm, I, I watched this pay per view a few weeks ago and I've forgotten the reason why. I'm looking at my notes now, and one line has me writing Hiroshima Crab? Question mark. Steps over into the half Boston Crab. I wonder if they call it a Boston Crab in Japan. I think they call it a Hiroshima Crab in Japan, Ross. What do you think? Legs great behind there now. He's got. But it's met with complete silence from Jim Ross. Like, there's no kind of comment at all. Back on him Do you think Jim Ross is like handed his notice in and is beyond uh, caring? Jim, Jim Ross is just sitting staring at Jesse going, You're a fucking idiot, you are. But there's another one was like, uh, they get like, a, um, it's like an Indian death lock or whatever it's yes. called. Mm-hmm. I can't think what the move's called. He gets that and like, um, and Jesse goes, Oh, yeah, I wonder what they call that in Japan. It's like, Oh, God, they're getting niggly in the booth. What's going what? on? Mommy and daddy are fighting. I don't, I don't know like what's it. Going on. <laughs> I would like to submit this match to uh, the group The Great Muta and Masahiro Chono versus Rick and Scott Steiner. When Did was that? see that? That one? was Bash of the Beach 1997. Oh, I'm yes. sure we'll get there. The infamous, the, <laughs> the infamous um, Hollywood Hogan Dennis Rodman tag team. Oh, we'll definitely get there. As a result, <laughs> of, as a result of watching this, you know how you get like other match recommendations on the WWE yes. Network? Yeah. As a result of this, I, I can't remember who it was, but it, Chono was tagging with someone else from New Japan in WCW around about 98. Right. And it was Chono and his tag partner who were part of the NW, NWO Japan, oh, yeah. and they were fighting uh, Bulldog and Nightheart. <laughs> On wow. an episode of Thunder. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. And it's six and a half minutes uh-huh. long and it is stiff as fuck. this is when this is when Chono's got his like his Dauntis full like black outfit and he's just now not giving two F full full yeah, Yakuza yeah. Yakuza outfit. He's got the Yakuza gimmick, which I was gonna say I'd seen Chono somewhere before in a non wrestling mm-hmm. sense and I couldn't remember that's where. where it is. He is one of the final he's one of the final bosses in Yakuza Kiwami yes, 2. And that's a wonderful, awesome. wonderful game. Yes, it's uh, it's, it's a wonderful it series is actually. He also made W versus the World. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. Uh... I think the fact that we're kind of talking about other matches on the network and his appearance in video games kind of says a lot about yeah, this, this match. match. There's really nothing much to write home about because they were told not to do it's, anything yeah. good. Yeah, so it ends with uh, Cherno getting on the yep. STF, and your boy Muta quits and. Well, to be fair to Muta, he's already wrestled one match. He's going to be wrestling in the main event later on. So how are you expected to go full on for a title match halfway 
through your night. That's true. Because WCW? (laughs) Yeah, I know, because WCW. But, oh, Jesus. It's like, this is the logic of it. You know, obviously, you know, Muta's going to wrestle three times in one night and has a championship match in the middle of it. (laughs) Speaking of people wrestling multiple matches, next we have, uh, well... We can, we we go into the the title match, which is Doctor Death versus Ron Simmons. But first, we've got Rick Rude coming out in yeah, double denim and no mustache. Boy. Mm-hmm. And he cuts no. a promo, but the whole time I'm, I'm listening to speak, I'm just thinking, Where, "Where's your mustache? There's, there's no pocket. mustache." And I just, I just, I think he's just angry. He's like, you know, politically being kind of taken. Like his US title's going to get stripped if yeah. he doesn't wrestle. Yep. But my whole thought that entire time is he hasn't got a mustache. It's on the belt. It's like stuck on the front of the belt. It's a the mustache <laughs> ripped off. It's a belt of a promo, to be That's honest. Great. Yeah, it's kind of a similar shtick to what Sami Zayn is doing at the minute. It's all about you know how th- there's a conspiracy against him and all this kind of mm. stuff. He hasn't obviously got a documentary film yeah, crew chasing him around all the place like Sami Zayn. Does. You can kind of take um, records more seriously than I've got my entire sixteen man crew here filming my every move because I'm a narcissistic idiot. Oh, that that joke went over everyone's head. I said enough about the enough about the Bret Hart documentary. Your line crackled uh, up, and I couldn't quite. Sorry, get it. That, was, that was a lonely walk down a uh, rainy beach to get to that closed cafe. Uh, just, just cut, just cut the gabbo fill. It'll be great. I'll, okay, I'll do my yeah. best, Alan, but I'm not a miracle worker. Wow. Rick Rude's been told that he can't defend the title in January. He's going to be stripped of it anyway. Um, does anyone right? So he, he's got until the end of January, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I believe, I believe. He Wait, got anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. When did the WCW crown a new US champion? Oh. Like the next day or something? Because because uh, <laughs> your boy Cam researched where the belt went. Oh, go on, Cam. Give us your research. Get I don't your know, out. but I don't know when. If you'd like um, to turn to slide three of your packs. <laughs> yes, on a TV taping on January the 11th, 1993, for the final of the vacated US title, Dustin Rhodes no. beat Ricky Steamboat. Ooh, I bet that would have been a good match. Yeah. So, um, that's because I, I, well, as soon as that promo went on, I was like, going to I need to know what happened <laughs> to the US belt after this. Yeah. Because if it wasn't Rick Rude, where the hell did it go? And so, yeah, so it went to Dustin Rhodes. There you go. I think I read that uh, Rick Reed had that belt for 14 months, which is still the longest t- title reign for that title. It probably will be, yeah. There you go. I don't think anything in, w- anything in modern-day WWE's matched that for the US title, anyway. No, definitely not. It's longer than a week, it's a record. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. for seven title, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, Dr. Death versus Ron Simmons for the WCW heavyweight belt, which is not the no. big old belt, but a different crappy belt. Yeah. Uh, uh, written down again first line for this one I feel like this is going to be a beefy one well I'd just like to say that I'm sure many many nights Jim Ross had wet dreams about this wow. match <laughs> I, I, it's like oh my god I can talk about the football oh Jesus yes there seems to be some weird football thing going on here which I have no yes. idea. And then when they start <laughs> yeah. hitting football tackles, I could I could just imagine them go, "Oh my oh, god, football!" Oh, <sighs> engaged. Three point, they all do three point stances. <laughs> oh, Oklahoma versus Florida yes. State, and by the fact, <laughs> yeah. obviously that Jr. is from Oklahoma. No. Maybe as Doctor Death is kind of his favorite in this one. I think. 
Yeah, which is why I've written down this point. Bit too much messing about and not enough beef so yeah, far. Yeah, a lot of. I think we yes. have, I think people were expecting, as Phil said, full on violence, but we had a sort of like sussing out period at the beginning of this match that was sort of unexpected. Uh, Fifteen minutes of this match. Mm. Yep. I yep. think about half of that was Doc working over Ron Cena's knees. It felt <laughs> yes. like. Well, it, it's it's said in like a quite obvious terminology, and it's he's got it taped up, as he not that Simmons has bust his shoulder. Yeah, so he goes after his so knee. So Doctor Death goes after his knee. Yeah, and it's like why would you not just go straight after well, the shoulder? Well, if you get, if you take the knee out, you can't well, then lift himself up using his arms because his shoulder's sore. Huh? There you go. Suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I have I have got my notes that there's uh, big capital letters. Certainly a lack of pizzazz to all this. Well, I do wonder how quick, like how long they had to kind of work out a match. But you'd think these two guys would still be able to kind of, you, well, know. you know. Yeah, they're like the professional guys. You know, it's not like, well, it's a professional the, wrestling camera, isn't it? Yeah, well, indeed. <laughs> um, they're not going to, you know, sit there and have to have it mapped all out for them. You know, these are two talented fellas. They could, yeah, you know. Albeit they're maybe not going to knock out a sort of Meltzer five-star oh. classic on it, but, you know, you could get something decent. Oh, well, I don't know. It's, uh, that Steve Williams knows a bit about knocking things out. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Or being knocked out. But maybe, <laughs> oh, like, I'm you know... All tonight. Everything's going full. Oh, yes. It's that, it's that stress of going on after Eric Watts. Like, how are we going to follow him? You know, what are we going to do? Go out to the ring, fall down, get up, thank you, good night, leave. <laughs> Well, I think the end of the, the the finish kind of like you know I think Eric Watts could you know that that's up to his level of quality in the finish because yeah, it's all 15, a little bit weird. Uh, a terrible end. <laughs> yeah, fifteen minutes, and we get a weird count out with both of them outside the ring, and then they reverse the decision and disqualify Doc. Yeah, because of um, he was sure. No, but they, I think they changed their mind and say because he did something else. Yeah. The top row is not a DQ because Muta did a moonsault earlier, didn't he? I suppose, yeah. Watts wasn't paying attention, so he couldn't screw at the referee. I, I just had on my notes here, like, Dr. Death gets DQ'd for coming off the top rope. Yeah. And the, ma- the match was over, as Ventura is keen to point out to everyone. Yeah. That's what Ross says. <laughs> and I think, that, I can't remember, I'm sure there's a reason why they, they say that, and it's not like, um, it's not for that, it's for another reason. I think it's just because he just kept on punching. He was kicking too much. My, my, favorite, my favorite reason Probably. for a DQ, he was kicking too much ass. Someone when the match is already over. He reversed the decision for Doc coming off the top rope. That's ridiculous. They don't reverse Super Bowls. They don't reverse NBA championships. That's ridiculous. Well, that's uh, certainly your. The opinion. match is over. You can't get a reversal when they've already had a count out. The ultimate reason to be DQ. So that's that. That's the, that's the finish of your heavyweight championship match, which is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like. Promises a lot, and then fizzles out when it's nothing. Pretty really. much. Yeah. But a match that did not fizzle out to nothing is this absolute banger coming up next. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, we, we they knock out another Super Bowl yep. three advert. Uh, great, cracking. Uh, Larry and Tone uh, off to one side, going through the history, the, the bit of history of the tag team uh, yep. tag team match. There's like a a promo where you see Wyndham just laying out uh, Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat with a chair. Yes. Uh, and then Zabisco kind of says, oh, they're going to need tag team effort in a tag team match. So no go, really? That's what an interesting concept. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we go wrong this far. But then we get to it. We get uh, the champions of uh, Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas versus Brian Pillman and uh, yes. Wyndham uh, coming to the next match. And they're noticed being the unified tag team titles, which I have to double check. 
and that's because they were holding the NWA and NWA, WCW NWA, belt, yeah. W, yeah. Yep. which I wasn't sure that uh, I didn't know NWA had a tag team belt. They are, I suppose, yeah, I mean, are they being defended right now? Yes, they are being defended right now, actually. I, t- I yeah, just think they're like, match. no, I mean, like currently, are they, the NWA using a tag belt? And I think they are. Anyway. Did we kind of get kind of um? They only got like um put into action like ninety two, ninety three. So they're quite young belts at this point. I think yeah. if I remember right. If I remember, from my, my what do we think of the giant yeah, eagle on the front that. of the belts? I mean, eagles on belts is generally pretty I mean, good. Is it better or worse than New Japan's new championship? That's a tough belt to love. That the current belt. It really, really mm. is. Because because whenever I see, it, I think, oh, that's Cody Rhodes' tattoo on his neck. <laughs> Mm. And it kind of it kind of ruins yeah. the uh, it kind of takes off the gloss of the belt by it looking like someone's neck tattoo. You know, what like I mean? someone someone knacker tattoo. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's oh. funny. If I will give you that. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else into that pointed out before me. I mean, come on, I'm stealing material from all over on that with that joke. <sighs> uh, but yeah, this one this this is an absolute cracker of a tag team match. I have. I think this was my match yeah, of the night, if I remember rightly. Yeah, mine as it was. well. Well, you, you, the four people you got working in again, and admittedly, two of them have already had a match mm-hmm. already, which makes you know, again no sense. Um, oh, yeah, but your team of Steamboat and Douglas. I mean, oh, they're really it's, good, aren't they? They've got a great it's, chemistry. It's together. shocking that Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Shane Douglas are good wrestlers. You would never know. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I, I just got a note on here saying how different. You know, you when you like see people from like WCW in the early nineties. And you think about what they were like at the end mm. of the 90s. And you think, you know, or like middle to the end in Pillman's case. So how different does Brian Pillman turn out and Shane Douglas turn out? <laughs> and, and let's just remember Barry Windham wears uh, fucking camouflage. There you go. Yeah. No, I like this match. This match was awesome. Yeah. This was, yeah, the this was 20 minutes of just awesome. I, at the point, the referee yeah. just, just gave up, like, you know... <laughs> what happens quite early I think um, Barry Winding gets hit with like three double tag teams yeah, in a row just like, and the rest like yeah just crack yeah, on boys rest not interest, interest step in the middle of that and then um, I think one of the early kind of points with the, the match turns where uh, Pillman goes to the outside and just gets like a nasty guardrail yeah, hit yeah that doesn't look like fun no and then, and then they point out I think it's like it's, it's like um, uh, wooden boards on the outside on top of ice because they're fighting in like a yep. hockey rink Yes, there's not being thrown into concrete, but it still it still hurts and it's cold. I believe is the uh, is the comment. Yeah, I, I do have a minute here. These floor mats are crumbling. <laughs> yeah, it does look. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think we talked about this before. Right, this is the Bill Watts era. Where he's like, you know, no top rope moves initially, and uh, you know, uh, no pads on the out on the on the outside because we look tough. Mm. But when you have no pads on the out floor, it just makes the outside look well, Yeah, because it's literally whatever cover they've got. It's the yeah, it's literally the floor, which can be like you know, trashy at times. Yeah, and it, yeah, it just doesn't look like aesthetically. It just looks rubbish. Like you know, I mean, yeah, like you know, they got the WWE pads, like you know, the blue or black or whatever. It just makes the ring and the whole area just kind of like professional. Isn't it funny? In like three years' time, we're going to have mats on the outside with flames on them. I was just <laughs> thinking that. Yeah, there was like, aye. like the early, early years of Nitro, where you had like flames on everything because that was the gimmick. I distinctly remember Obviously, the mats with the flames on, and when I first saw that, thinking that is so cool because I was so used to just seeing the blue WWF mats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like WCW had a whole thing with just putting bloody 
graphics and logo. Well, and just ask Halloween Havoc. <laughs> oh, is that the big slimji things right down the outside? It's like the the how AEW should bring back putting like the logos in the middle. Well, of I mean, the they ring. did have a ma- they did have a match sponsored by Cracker Barrel with a barrel in it. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose so, yeah they did. Give them that. Give them some credit. No, they're, they're, they're trying. We can't say yeah. who uh, which wrestler used the barrel no, as a weapon. They've, they've been deleted from history. Yeah, they've they've been deleted from history. Well, their, their photo resurfaced a couple of days ago on <laughs> social didn't media. See that. <laughs> Because of their alternative job yes. now. This is yeah, this match is cracking. Like they work over Douglas for ages. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um there's a bit where he kind of gets thrown to the outside, he catches legs on the barricade, and I think like not cracks his head off the floor, which does look very pleasant. No, that does not look pleasant at all. So I think Steamboat Covers was just coming over and whacking Wyndham with a chair, because why not? <laughs> exactly, just you know, for the hell of it. But like I think this kind of shows like how good Douglas and Steamboat are at like being that kind of underdog and selling, because there's a big period where where uh, Douglas is being worked over and he gets the hot tag to Steamboat and mm-hmm. then Steamboat like immediately sells for about five minutes and he gets the hot tag to Douglas and both of them get like a really big pop yeah it's probably used to like build up Douglas as well because I think obviously Steamboat's the established name in this match yeah, yeah. as far as their team goes and it's you know Dishy and Douglas is the up and comer and it's there's probably moments in this where you can tell that Steamboat's given the rub to Shane Douglas and you know putting putting him in the driving seat for it Oh, totally, because it is uh, Douglas with the pin, isn't it, I think? Uh, yeah, Douglas pins Pillman after a belly, belly suplex, which seems like yeah. an odd move to finish a match but this, of this quality, but yeah. there you go. Especially considering sort of like, you know, there's been like moves from the top rope and all sorts kind of going on, but that, that's, yeah. it, it builds up really well. Um, Wyndham and Pillman make a really good team. Like, really good, there's yep. like some, they do some great healing with the, the distraction of the ref and working over somebody in the corner and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think saying it's match of the, match of the night is probably about right. I'd say so. I don't think there's any. I mean, what? We've only got two matches yep, left? We've got... <laughs> this yeah. next match, I've got some comments about that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so this is definitely for me. Oh, absolutely. I completely forgot. I completely forgot my thread of the show. Do you think my uh, my gift moment was in this match? Oh. Uh, I actually think the gift moment was from the Battle Ball. Maybe. I'll give you a clue. I'm going to say no to that camera. It's not in the Battle Ball. Well, it's me that said it, but never mind. <laughs> it was you that said it, but never mind. All these, all these Scottish folk just sound well, the same. They sound the same in the alternative like, west. I mean, the east. I mean, where do I live again? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very tired. I've nearly drank an entire beer, so you're lucky. I'm even still awake. Eh. Oh well. I'll wait until you fall asleep and then we can just say what we want about you. <laughs> I listened to a play-by-play review of Money in the Bank where by the time they got to the main event, one of the co-hosts had fallen asleep drunk and was snoring into the microphone. It was more exciting than the actual main event itself. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably not wrong. Nice. So next we have the King of Cable yes, tournament. the King of Cable tournament, live on pay-per-view. What makes no sense about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not Sorry. even sure what that. I was going to say King of Cable. I'm not even sure what that means. What? I, I, I was I was secretly hoping they were going to get like you know how you used to get in Formula One. You the refit was just like a bunch of cable or like a cable roll just put over their head. That would be something would be, at least. Well, you will notice though that the, this match is the only one that gets like a graphic before the match starts. <laughs> so you get like a big King of Cable graphic, like a magic yeah. appears on the screen. Uh, we get really? a trophy, which seems quite big. Uh, we get a promo where you see Sting waffles Vader with a 2 by 4 Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is like a serious match when we get to the final of the King of Cable tournament, which is uh, your boy Sting versus Big Van Vader. Yes. Yep. So again, uh, these two have worked a match. They will be in the Battle Bowl, and that's the next match. So, racking booking from the, uh, the team there. <laughs> the intellectual geniuses at WCW booking at this point in time. Yeah. But this, Sting versus Vega, this is probably like your definitive early 90s like WCW matches, isn't it? Surely. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, this is like a proper kind of, like, your classic team-up in this kind of era. And this is this is Vader when he was the big bad monster Oh, yeah. Vader. This is, like, early 90s Vader. Like, I'd watch him in all Japan just murdering people. It was glorious. Yes. Oh, there's, there's a great bit at the beginning where, um, like, Sting punches Vader lots, and Vader just kind of steps back, shaking his head. Like, yes. nope, that's not going to work. Like, that yep. kind of stuff on Vader is brilliant. And he's got Harley Race on the outside. Like, you wouldn't think Harley Race and Vader would be a good pairing, considering, like, the, you know, that they kind of look drastically different from each other. Well, see, that's why They're I think it works. Of Vader. Because you, yeah, exactly. you've got like, the muscle, and then you've got the brains in Harley Race. Yeah. They just work so, so well, so well together as a team. And they were together for a long time, weren't they? They were, they were like, like, at least, like, all of his run. Yeah, I don't remember a time where Vader was really on his own in WCW. You always had Harley Race, or you always had somebody else. But I always yeah. associate WCW Vader with Harley Race. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great, great partnership. And, like, you know, they, he starts off strong early. The uh, Gorilla presses Sting onto the ropes a couple of times just because. Just because he can. But then we get, like, I think um, Sting does, like, a cannonball or something at um, Ada and then gives him, like, a big, huge German suplex. Yep. It's like, they're not messing around these two boys, are they? They're, they're, they're laying it in thick straight away on this one. Yeah. No, it's fairly hard hitting this one, like. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the Stinger splash um, reversal just with a boot. Yeah, just, just yeah. Him right in the face. <laughs> when in doubt, just kick him. Yeah. But there's a period where the Vader's like, he's bumping all over the place, Sting. He's going to the outside. He's getting, you know, um, knocked down. He's get, taking crossbodies and all sorts. Like, he's proper selling for him at the same time, though. Fairly much a belt of a match. Like, yeah. I did enjoy this one Meanwhile, as well, to be honest. The crowd is going thermonuclear because it's Sting, their boy. It's Sting, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Vader's mask comes off as well. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> yeah. They spill to the outside. Yeah. I, I, I've. I've got to note that, do you think Vader was maybe going a bit too hard because some of the punches did not look like they were being pulled in any way whatsoever? I see the bit where he's like, he's kind of laying in all these forearms on Sting and yeah. Sting just kind of staggering around the ring, trying to protect his head. <laughs> Probably concussed. Yep. <laughs> well, I think it, they tried to feed that into the match, didn't they, by kind of referring to the rope and dope and stuff, saying like he's trying to wear Vader out. Yeah. Which I think nearly happens. So like towards the end, I think Sting, like, they do kind of show like Vader getting a bit tired and that sort of thing. You know, that's JR's advice to Sting at the start of the match, isn't it? It's like kind of going there. Uh, Sting has to extend Vader and, hope, my. Fa- and hope the fatigue sets in. <laughs> I forgot he said that. That is yes. some, it's like, oh, Jim, just buy a thesaurus. Try to learn some more words. Don't just say extend. That just He's on weird. the way to WWF. He doesn't care. He does, fine. He doesn't care. Um, so my moment, my gift moment is in this match. Oh, is it? All yes. Right. Shall I, try, shall I try, tell you what it is or do you want to have a few more guesses? Mm. Uh, no, tell me what it is. Is it the finish? Nope, it's not the finish, which is is a cracker of a finish. We'll come to that in a minute. But no, it's the bit where uh, uh, Sting gives, I think it's like a DDT from the top rope on Vader. Oh. Oh, oh I. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, whoa, that's a bit of a move for Vader to be taken from the top rope onto like his neck. I mean, this is Vader who did like a moonsault, so it's not really that yeah. outrageous. It looks like it looks really na- like it looks really good when he does it, though, when he kind of. It's almost a brain. It's almost a brainbuster. It gets. Yeah, he's kind of proper selling it from Sting. All these kind of moves, and that one, like that, was the gift that came, that came up with Sting giving that move to Vader. It's like, oh, I wonder what the rest of the match was like. And it's very beefy, which is what we want. So we all like this whole pay per view for that one spot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I've watched a lot worse well, for a lot less. So. Yeah, well, I was just about to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, we've watched a lot worse for a lot. The crap reasons. The brawl for all was a classic. Classic is a word for Al, but not the word I would use. But there's a few times where, like, um, you see Sting suplex Invader and it just looks ace. 
Yeah, it does because like whenever he kind of busts out of the palm, he's yeah. this brilliant. There's like one fall away slam where like his legs kind of give way a little bit. Yeah, but it still kind of makes sense in that part of the match where Sting's just trying to trying to come back as best he can against the monster Vader. It's 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 something I think has lost a lot of wrestling there, where you've got the sort of David versus the Goliath thing, and you know David gets the win with like you know very very fluky bursts. Here, Sting was holding his own, and Vader was giving him an awful awful lot, bumping all over the place, selling all over the place, and you yeah. could actually believe Sting could beat this giant beast man, whereas now most wrestling it's like oh you hit a fluky kicker or or you get distracted by music for some unknown reason but yeah, yeah. You, it just this just helped build up the mystique of sting you know this increased psychopath with his painted face and blue tights <laughs> going to face think, this beast that, man they sell that with a finish because it's it's vader's uh coming off the top to do a splash and sting catches him midair and slams him yep uh to the ground for a pin and like that's a i think like it's a tough match to finish because unless Sting can get him into the Scorpion Deathlock, you, you can't like you can't really see Vader submitting. Yep. So some kind of bonkers power move off the top rope makes sense, and it looks like it looks cracking. Like Sting catches it beautifully; that the whole thing yeah. like works really well. Yep. And like so, that as a finish works like you know rather than just kind of doing like a dicey or oh, disqualification or distraction or something stupid, like it works as the finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's you still kind of yeah, I think maybe. Vader still kind of gets up afterwards, but it's still like, you know, he was still like you know, knocked out enough to get put down for the three. It doesn't kind of damage Vader at all, does it? Yeah, if if the fact this show wasn't called Battle Ball 92 featuring Battle Ball, if you take it the featuring Battle Ball bit, <laughs> do you think this would be the main event of the show? Is the King of Cable the most prestigious of titles? Well, it's more prestigious than the big gold belt we can't name. It's probably more more prestigious than like the actual WCW title at this point. Yeah, that's... Would you say because it's been taking. A, I mean, I know Ron Simmons got it. Like him winning the belt was a big deal and all that, but like it's taken a bit of a bashing since Ric Flair left, hasn't it? The belt, <laughs> just a little bit. It's like there wasn't it like you know they just stuck like some gaffer tape on the on old US title belt for the, when they when they first had to kind of do the next tournament for the winner or something. I remember now. There was some, they, had, they had to use a different belt, didn't they? To kind of finish it, and they kind of brought oh, back. Yeah, because they couldn't. Yeah, because they didn't have the. Title. Was it the yeah. oh, was it the, the old like Southern Championship belt they used? I'm, they're gonna have to look. Yeah, it's weird, way. wasn't it? They, had, they just kind of put some gaffer tape on that rope and uh, <laughs> WWE heavyweight on the front or something it's, just it, kind of get it just to get it but just to get it through that night and like that was it. It's like a backyard wrestling uh, company using one of the the old WWF tag team type championship belts and just putting a vinyl sticker over the front of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That'll do. Drop done. Uh, but Sting wins and his win was so good he gets a handshake from Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, I'm sure he enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get um, Larry and Tone uh, back to, uh, off to one side, pointing out that both of them will be back out in a minute, so great, thanks for that. Yeah. My favourite segment coming next. <laughs> Go on, Al. Isn't it where, for no logical or explicable reason, we get an interview <laughs> with a football player about the Football Hall of Fame, <laughs> which is clearly nothing to do with a battle ball ring <laughs> whatsoever. They're talking about rings. It's like, because he won loads of Super Bowl rings. That's why they brought him out, because like he knows how important rings are, as it were. It's just... Well, when he's in the celebrity ring of the Hall of Fame, he'll get another one. <laughs> am I also um, wrong in thinking, and as I'm assuming this, that this football player is called Paul Horney? Yes. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Right. Also, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> we had we had Tony Savani saying, uh, uh, we talked about the ring. Uh, as we see, so he says something like, um, uh, we take a look at the making of the ring. 
And it's like the bad CG of the ring being made for oh, the it's intro. tremendous. Don't, don't, it's like... don't besmirch the CG. Come on. This is perfect oh, 90s CG. I don't, I don't think that's how they made the ring. Unit. No, it's not. I know that for a fact, but I don't care. CG isn't advanced to this stage. <laughs> Have we also got Liza Bisco's quote about the battle ball? I don't think so. Because this is brilliant. This, for me, is the best quote of the night. What does he say? Right. He says, ahem. Well, there was no eBay. No eBay back in those days. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you, you, you can feel the business from Larry come out. He's like, women will leave you when the money goes. It's like, oh, Larry, you've been hurt, haven't you? Just, just... Yeah, but yeah, someone, some, someone's done a done number on Larry. But the whole thing is like, yeah. you know, they're establishing a tradition. Like each year, like you win the battle ball ring and it'll be like, you know, a big thing for the person to win and that kind of stuff. How many rings do you think were done after this? None. Uh, one more, mm. two more. Well, I watched Battle uh, Bat- the next year. Battle Ball '93 was his own pay for you, so I thought I watched a bit of that. There's no mention of the rings at any point during the bits that I watched. I watched oh, the intro and the start of the final. They don't even mention a ring. The next time uh, was in '96 when uh, your boy Diamond Dallas Page won it. I'd be surprised if there was any rings. Uh, there. No, he was called the Lord of the Rings because he won the oh, ring. My- God. Yeah, you're with the Lord of the Ring. Yeah, I, didn't, I, yeah, I, I want to say we've done that like, show, but I can't remember for definite. I don't think we have, but he fights Frodo at the next yeah. episode. <laughs> he does, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, that is that not also the um, same ring that's now in AEW? Yes, exactly. That was exactly what I was going to get to. That's the ring you get for winning the Casino Battle Royal. Casino Battle Royal. Yeah, and it's the one that MGF's won twice. Yes. yes. God, I love MJF. The man is cheating bastard, MJF. I love him so much. He's so good. Dirty cheating bastard. The whole thing of him being the um, uh, what's he called? Uh, the 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 task of Jericho. Oh, I'm loving all that stuff. The labors of Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Who who had Nick Gage appearing on national TV on their bingo board for 2021? I don't think anyone (laughs) did. I did not know. Not me. And my God, I love that match. And the fact Jericho put that match together. Really, yeah. yeah, well, he's he, the fact that Jericho is bleeding after about three seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, because Nick Gage hit some of the beats uh, the car, but even, yeah, even yeah. still, that match was brutal, but that was tame compared to Nick Gage versus Matt Cardona. Holy shit. Yeah, that match was insane. Yeah. That match was a bloodbath, and I loved every second of it. I have not seen it. It is amazing. I've not seen it. I, I saw, like, um, the initial, initial picture of... Um, yeah, Matt Cardona coming out in a white shirt and he leaves in a red shirt and he hasn't yes. changed shirts. Yeah, I, I've seen the photo with him in the belt afterwards and yes, he is very, very much lost I, a lot of fluid. I may, I may need to <laughs> cast this um, after we finish recording just so you guys can see the match because it is absolute madness and the fact that Cardona was all in. Li- well, ha ha ha, all in. Ha ha. Nah, I didn't nah, even nah, mean that. Nah, Sorry. Nah, nah, I hate nah, myself. Nah, nah. Um, no, the fact that Cardona was like, he knew what it was signing up for. He knew it was Nick Gage. He knew it was GCW. He knew what was expected because it's Nick Gage. And he delivered. And he uh, probably delivered a, probably a bit more than people were expecting. <laughs> but we, we all know the probably, best bit about yes. um, uh, your boy. Uh, Nick Gage at AEW mm-hmm. was when he was using the pizza cutter and they cut to a Domino's pizza advert. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then apparently Domino's are now withdrawing their advertisement yep, yep. from AEW because they were, they were mortified that this was a thing. 
Like, and I go, it was all over social media. Oh, look, Domino's did a side-by-side yeah. advert just as he was using the pizza yeah. cutter on Jericho's face. It's like, you'd be like, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, I'd be giving away pizza cutters on every meal. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you were like, if you were like in the, in the, like the PR for Papa John's, you'd be like, well, we'll do it. The pizza cutter of the champion. That's, yeah. that's, that's what Sorry, guys. Have I missed it and we've, we've moved on to a different show? Yeah. We're just taking a little sidetrack because we don't want to talk about an eight-man battle royal because it's stupid. Well, we've got Van Hammer in the main event. <laughs> Shut up, Al. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's keep Al okay. quiet. So, yeah, battle ball main yeah, event. Let's keep Al quiet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I that's your motivation. <laughs> Vader and Sting start on the outside. Wicked. Yep. I was a bit confused. I thought this was, I thought this was a reverse battle royal initially because I'm like, why are two of them outside? Well, Vader comes in the ring via his head, which is, you know, an interesting way of doing it for a man of his size. <laughs> yes. I think he just kind of tried to, he tried to splash uh, Sting over top rope and just kind of land on his... I think he just tucks and just gets his shoulder, but it's very close. He was, he was trying mm-hmm. to do a, a double pike, but it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's just lots of random punching for ages. I think I've written that down. There's just it's, like... It, it, yeah, it's... We get Jesse Ventro putting out how daft is other people saving other people, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Van Hammer gets gets thrown out to no reaction because no. Uh, Rhodes and Windham are fighting <laughs> on the ramp. So yes. like they distract the audience and no one sees him get eliminated, which is awesome. Yeah. Doctor Death throws him out. Yeah. Then I, I had to rewind it to make sure I saw him go out. I was like, oh, yeah, he did go out, didn't he? Because I thought yep, Jesse. And then, uh, there's a bulldog on the ramp. Yeah. Oh. yeah Rhodes gives uh, Windham a bulldog, doesn't he? And then just kind of goes back to the ring because it's a battle royal. I'm sure that felt nice. And then they decide for some reason if you land on the ramp, you are with them. Yes, they cheat them, I don't know. Spivey goes over the top rope and then just lands on the ramp. Yeah, single yeah. in there, Spivey, yeah. He, on the ramp. Lands on the ramp. He's like, is he? Is, is he? Yes, yes, he is, definitely. Dane just drops Spivey over. Is Spivey gone? I don't think so. Is he? Yes, he is. Referee's got to make a call here. He made the call. Apparently, they're counting. If you get... If you get... If you get flipped out to the runway, that's the same as the floor. I was going to say, if you if you DDT'd someone on the ramp, and while they were on the on the ramp lying down, you just rolled them off the edge of the ramp so they flopped onto the floor, is that still elimination? If no, if you go over the top rope and touch the ramp, you're yeah. out. That's it, yeah, they decide that halfway through. I will point out, when I, I, I was watching Battle Ball 93 to find any kind of evidence of any kind of future rings, they did say, well, at the side of the match, uh, you'll be eliminated if you... Uh, Go for, you know, if you're thrown over the top rope and to the floor, not the ramp. They very specifically point out the ramp. You can be thrown over the top rope ah, onto the ramp. The ramp is fine. Like you go, well, sure, that like eliminates one side of the ring. Complete, yeah. Well, we've, we've had this problem in the past. You would yeah. just wrestle that side of the ring, would yeah. you? Why, why go is, anywhere else? Just flock around yeah, there. It's a similar. It's a similar thing when it's like the two rings are put together. And it's over the top rope. It's like, well, you can't get thrown out of one side of each ring. Yeah. there. Makes no sense. Because you just land in the other ring. But I think the reason why they did that is because then Vader eliminates Sting and himself by splashing him over the top rope onto the ramp. Yes. Which leaves us with our, our final four of uh, Liger, Wyndham, and I've already forgotten who else is in the ring. Uh, Muta. Muta and Dr. Vader. Death. Dr. Death, yeah, Dr. Death. No, I think your final is your final four not Muta, Wyndham, Dr. Death, and Rhodes. Rhodes, yes. It is. Yeah, sorry, yeah. However, yeah. however, when you've got eight men and you decide to have two eliminate each other, at the same time, that's stupid. Now, to do that spot twice would just be fucking ridiculous, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, I've well, got a surprise for you. They did. WC, And again, we've got like my ultimate example of the night where like it kind of shows how Ross and uh, Ventura aren't a good fit. Because it's a bit where I think uh, Wyndham's 
on the floor with a broken nose and uh, uh, Broach is battering him. He's got like a wrist cast on for where Winden broke his wrist. And um, Ventura's mm-hmm. all like, oh, I bet I bet Rose hit him with that cast. I bet he did, you know, the, the cheating bastard. I bet he hit him with it. And Jim Ross <laughs> just goes, yeah, I bet he did. It's all legal. This, this mouth and Rose is getting some payback here. Probably hit him with that cast, Ross. That's probably knowing Dustin Rhodes. I'll bet you he hit Wyndham with that cast, and that's what broke him open. Could have happened, and it's legal. Wyndham snapped Merritt over. And you can kind of tell, like, if that was, like, if he is previously, like, Monsoon would have been like, no, he didn't. He would never do something like that. Like, I think that was the kind no, of exactly. reaction that Ventura was looking for. Yeah, like sort of will you stop yeah. kind of thing, yeah. But, but Jim Ross is like, yeah, yeah, but he, I, he probably did. I didn't see it, but, you know, it's legal. It's like that's that's like it's, it's it's a weird kind of like Jim Ross isn't really the kind of face commentator, even though Jesse's trying to work his usual heel persona. Like there's there's no kind of pushback on him from from Ross. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird how it put up. Yeah, um, so, yes, yeah, so we're left with Muta and uh, Wyndham with the crowd chanting for Muta. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. And also, why is the ring in the, the the ref in the ring for the last couple of people? Why does he slide himself into the ring? Because reasons. Because he can't pin them. He can't submit them. If them two, them two knock each other over the top rope like the past two out, there'll be no one left. He can just declare himself the winner. The referee wins, yeah. The referee wins. <laughs> but really, aren't we all a winner for watching this match? No. 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 Okay, cool. <laughs> um, now, this is where, like, the finish isn't bad, but I, there's one part of it that makes no sense to me. Like, in my head, only, like... Only one? Well, so Wyndham is working <laughs> over me, sir. Thank you, Ewan. Uh, that was me, but never mind. <sighs> Uh, you're in a roll today Phil I'm totally I'm so tired it's been a very long week so Wyndham knocks Muta over the top rope Muta like hangs on and pulls himself back in and then Wyndham turns round at which point wouldn't it be perfect if Muta hit him with the mist yeah it would be a lot yeah. more sensible because yeah. then the, it makes sense when like Muta drop kicks him and he goes over the top rope it would make more sense if, if Wyndham just been misted in the face to kind of take that mm-hmm. to take that as the finish yeah, yeah, and that yeah. maybe yeah, you would, you wouldn't be able to see yeah. the ropes to hang on them or and something. It, and it's yeah. Muta, and it's like having a having a match with Muta and not doing the green mist. Isn't that a little bit daft? It's it should be illegal. Yeah. So yeah, so like, I I don't mind Muta finishing and getting you know, winning the battle boring and all that. But I think like if they just stuck the mist in there, which like to me that seems to make perfect sense. Well, that's his calling card as the great exactly. Muta. I'm assuming at the minute Muta, he, he, like if Muta's still wrestling in 2021, he's not doing the mist at the moment no, because of Corona. Really? Mm-hmm. Jericho did it during the during the hardcore match. Correct. Suppose yeah. The, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's fine if you've got a yeah. negative test, you don't go I wild. Suppose, yeah, they'll, they'll be doing PCR, I suppose. Won't they? Yeah, it's a weird finish, but you know it makes sense. We get some pyro, and then we just yeah. we just cut to Jesse and. Uh, Ross talking while the crowd kind of shuffled out the behind them. But it seems obviously, it seems almost like they're a bit disappointed the muters won. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, because it's a, it's like because it's, oh look, that's a bit of an upturn. Yeah, oh, well, great. Uh, uh, oh, right, uh, and after all this Super Bowl stuff, uh, Japanese guy wins. But never mind. We don't even get the ring presented to him. Like, we don't even. No, no. we'll get that next year. Everyone just kind of like everyone just kind of goes, "Oh, wicked!" Like we finished. Um, guess we'll leave. Well, they then. wanted to beat the rush for the car park. Yeah. And it kind of ends with this just kind of really uncomfortable looking shot of Jim Ross smiling at the camera and Jesse behind him not smiling at all. Yes. Well, that's that's Jim Ross's sign-off yeah. to WCW. And it's, yeah, there's no music. It's just kind of like... No. Fade to black. Bye then. Or we get the credits. Yeah. We <laughs> do. Yeah. 
Can we get in the credits? As you do in a WCW show, We yeah. can find that Jim Ross was the... Uh, Jim Ross and Virgin Reynolds were the producers for the show. Uh, later on, Virgil Reynolds has assistants. Yeah, yeah, he's got like five of them, hasn't he? He's got Grizzly Smiths, one of them, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I need to apologise for the quality of the pay-for-you, because there were some highlights over there, you know? Oh, yeah, there was. No, as I say, it's an easy watch. It, it was not bad, but it just suffers from the fact that <clears throat> it's really convoluted in itself. Yeah. And by the time you get to the end of the night, like Muta's won it, but you've seen Muta wrestle three times yeah, already. It's, it's a, there's a so flaw. It feels a bit like... Like, they haven't even got, um, like, Steve Austin, like, you know, they've got Steve Austin in the background, like, because he's still, he's rocking around this point, like, they haven't got him on the card at all. Like, surely you could swap him into one of the matches somewhere. You would think. Well, Van Hammer. Yeah, instead of, well, instead of Van Hammer, or instead of Eric Watts, surely. Well, instead of, yeah, you said the same guy. Like, what, what? I don't understand why they couldn't... Just have the guys having the matches and the other people doing the battle ball. Why did they have to have everyone on double duty? It doesn't make yeah, sense. Because that way you only have to pay them the once. <laughs> That's probably true. Well, <laughs> like, I'm sure Arn Anderson was part of the company at this point, wasn't he? I would have to check. Yeah, he well. would have been, I would imagine, yeah. Because what, the Brain Busters was 1989. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure there's like So yeah, you'd be well. You could have juggled the things around a little bit so you didn't have, you know, Sting and Vader absolutely batter each other for, you know. 10 minutes or quarter of an hour, whatever it was, and then have to come back out and do a battle royal straight away. Yeah, that's just... I, I could always start there kind of going, they must have some kind of buffer between, you know, match-wise. There'll be like another little short match to give Sting and Vader a bit of a yeah. break. No. no. But whatever you move them around, like somebody's <laughs> got to go into that straight away because like Wyndham would have to go straight into the match if they move that match there. If they move the yeah, children, it's just, um, match. It's like... You know, one of them would have to go in there. They move the Doctor Death match. Yeah, Muta's going to have to go straight into the Battle Ball yeah. and then win any, that. Any, any one of those yeah. matches, like, you know, the, you, your guy's got to go straight into the, Maybe the Doctor Death one would have made sense because at least then you would have got, like, one guy he's got to wrestle straight away rather than two guys. I suppose, yeah, but then you're still... Yeah. It still makes no, no. sense no matter what order you put them in. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's still, there's still someone at a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. makes no sense. Well, I suppose at least Sting and Vader are both going to have to wrestle again rather than one yeah. of them. But yeah, it's just um, it's it's a good show. There's some great parts of the show, but it's all hamstrung by that kind of early '90s WCW incompetence that we've all grown to love. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, and it's that that and the fact I say that the setup of the actual show is just really convoluted. Yeah. Mm. So where's it going in the list? Is well, the that's what I'm just checking. Currently. The last Battle Ball we reviewed, Battle Ball 1, the, the beginning, is number 34. I can safely say it is above that. <laughs> 34 is like near mm. the bottom, isn't it, I think? But it, well, considering uh, we've got 36 shows, and currently the winner of worst show we've ever watched was TNA's first pay-per-view, a well-deserved <laughs> award. Oh, I didn't even think... I didn't even think uh, Brawl for All got beat. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no longer I'll, the worst I'll one. I'll take that as a challenge. <laughs> Do, do not take that as a challenge. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the dongs no. or the Johnstones. No, 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 no. The ding-dongs. Uh, Starcade 83 is at number 30. That's the other Starcade on there. We haven't done any more Starcades. Nothing we have, have we? No, we did the. No, we haven't yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I've kind of got a warm spot for Starcade 83 just because of like some of the most tremendous like tachyisms of it. Yeah. And the sign um, it was put together by like a seventh grade class. Starcade 1990s, 28th. One below the wrestling classic. Mm. Mm. I think that's I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the World Cup one. Yeah, I agree. But I enjoyed the wrestling classic more and put my foot down on that one. <laughs> I would tend to agree with you there. I was going to say, I don't think it goes any higher than that. I mean, the Sting... No, like, I don't think it does. As good as the Sting Vader and the tag team match is, and both of them are really good, 
Like I've seen, yeah. like the Sting Vader match described like the third best Sting and Vader match. Just the third best, yeah. Though. Like, yeah, like it doesn't have like I yeah. think because the other matches would have been for the title, so it would have had that kind of extra, you know. Yeah, 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 totally. Mm. Yeah, the rest of the card isn't exactly brilliant, and it is a tournament, so we can't put it too high. <laughs> no, oh. and that's usually my game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so, so we're going to um, say we're going to slot it in as number twenty-eight. So above yeah. Yeah, Ducky ninety and below with the wrestling classic. I do find it yeah, hilarious that, that WCW makes up the bottom half of our table quite nicely at the moment. <laughs> it's working its way there, isn't it? Well, the highest WCW show is Beach Blast '92 at number twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we haven't cracked. We haven't cracked. They haven't cracked the top ten as yet. But I think it's I no. think a matter of time, surely. <laughs> I think we need to do some. W- if we ever come back to WCW, we need to do something around about sort of '97, '98 when they were kicking the. I was just off. thinking that we'd do something from the glory years of WCW. Yeah, I think we need to do that, yeah. and then maybe we would get something out of it. But in the meantime, are we going to do the one where they got a biker show up with a bunch of oh races? god? No. <laughs> uh, well, they did that for like four years running, didn't they? <laughs> I think we should probably skip that, that one. one. Yeah. Well, unless you want to hear Booker T be called a variety of unpleasant names. Yeah, so I think. Mind you, there was lots of references for Hogwild '98 uh, or Roadwild '98 on AEW last week because obviously it was Hooventud uh, Guerrero versus Chris Jericho. Yes, that's right. I remember that. Definitely. And that yeah. was the last time they'd face each other. Apparently, got to watch that show. Yeah, I bet it's another cracker. Oh, it's really good. It was it's really good. Really good. Yes. Really good. Yeah. Anyway, let, uh, let me end this segment so we can talk about how awesome the Dark Order versus the Elite was. So, um, oh. uh, Starcade 92 goes in at the 28th best pay-view of all time because it's kind of good, but mostly shit. Yeah, so anyways, uh, Dark Order, with them coming out, like in the world oh, Before we talk about something that's going to be irrelevant by the time the podcast oh, goes out. okay. Vicious. Do we not talk about what we're doing next time? We should. We're doing a circular table show next time. It is. It's a round table show. It is. But the main question is what we're going to do about it. I think we've got a note. We said best debut, I think. We've got best debut dead on the list. I wasn't aware of that word, that's what that was. So <laughs> I'm taking our Cam and Al explored their boundaries. Okay, carry on. Okay, carry on. It's like, what's that film with um, uh, the actors resting naked in front of the fire? Is that, was that what it was like? Uh, women in love. Is that what it was like? Well, no, I wasn't doing an Oliver Reed and going behind the set and having a quick tug to make mine look bigger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, um, empty bottles and Newcastle brown ale everywhere, just scattered all over the rug. <laughs> Bad rappers everywhere, rolling around in hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Al, save us. I can't even remember what we're doing now. Um, To wet the excitement of the listeners, the next pay per view choice is myself. Ooh. Oh, is it a unicorn? It is. Hmm. So, it could be so like... that'll be October's. Yes, it'll be October's. I well, that's, that to me, that screams Halloween havoc, but you, uh, <laughs> you should... I don't know, Al. I, I don't know. I could, I could be controversial and do December to December just to mess with you guys. Oh. So, anyway, that was a good boring planning session that the audience will never hear. Yep. Good, because that's it. So anyway, um, we should probably 
say goodbye then. <laughs> well, I was just going to, because uh, um, Hot Sauce, Jordy Allen cut the legs off it earlier, but wasn't the Dark Order versus the Elite really good? Yes. What, the 10-man tag yeah. they had? Yes. Yes, it was. Like really. The Dark Order coming yeah, out and then doing the, the, the hand sign by the ring, and it's like, oh, it's all Brody as well. Oh, my God. Multiple yeah. levels. Yep. It was it was wonderful. And then the Elite coming I out. Bell. I am enjoying watching Dynamite yep. so much at the mm. minute. I couldn't um, the last time I watched Raw. Well, seriously, Al, give Dynamite a go. How many hours a week is this? Two. Two. Yeah, well. That's better than the three hours a Well, four. it's like, well, the version you'll get on the ITV player is like an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, well, there is the advert. It just plays, sometimes it's the same one twice oh, in right. a row. Okay. But um, on the ITV player, but yeah. it's it's really really good, and you'll appreciate some of like the old references to some of the nineties stuff. Oh, I love like it. I, I told you about Jake Roberts' promo when he's at the gambling table, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to play twenty one? Well, I got twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> and the one about um, Jericho meeting Dean Malenko backstage and kind of going, "Well, you know, you probably knew more holes than me anyway." And Malenko going, ah, "I probably forgot most of them now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you're, you're, it's, it's hilarious you've also got Tully Blanchard just being amazing yeah Tully's amazing Tully Blanchard's also fucking fantastic on Dynamite and as then well. didn't like MJF laid his hand on Dean Malenko the week after and it was like you dirty bastard yes MJF like um, I think it was the yeah the death match show where MJF came out eating popcorn to commentate yes. the match <laughs> I'm on the yes. I'm on the caption it said MJF and then he said loving life I was like yes yeah. Yes. yes. There's always some good Easter eggs if you look at the, the graphic. Yeah. yeah, and he sits down kind of going, I'm here to watch Chris Jericho die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the um the orange orange Cassidy and Sting confrontation. Oh my god. Just just orange yeah, Cassidy. That was brilliant wow. as well. Then you then you're two point last week, fanboying over Sting, and then they just died because um... just killed by Dobby Allen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Darby Allen just bullets his way through the ropes to the outside. <laughs> literally doesn't see. Just literally just kills him dead on the outside of the ring. I am so pleased yeah. with how well Darby Allen's doing in the AEW. Mm. His coffin match with um, Ethan Page was amazing. Yes, like if he like you know he did a coffin drop onto the coffin at the end. <laughs> yes, that was. There's a slight poetry to that. Yeah, yeah. I felt yeah. sorry for Ethan Page in the coffin, knowing that's coming, but not knowing when it's going to happen. Yeah. Yes, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But like, you know, doesn't the new show start soon? Is it next week or is it this tonight. week? Rampage. Uh, Rampage was tonight. Tonight, tonight yeah. So, I'll be able to watch it, it tomorrow it, and EW Is Plus. it tonight the one in Chicago where potentially you could have... No, that's next week. No, that's, that's next, next week. week. Tonight it's Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah. yeah. And next week, Chicago. But they're already making a big noise about how oh, CM Punk has some television commitments outside AEW on that evening. Yeah, but Jericho pulled that off at the old intro, didn't he? He was... He had that... He did. Uh, the gig the same night and they flew him in on a private jet to make sure he got there in time yep and uh, who was so, it last week was wearing a Cookie Monster t-shirt that was Kenny Omega uh, Kenny Omega yeah there was a big yeah there was a big Cookie Monster it was like oh my god they're really laying in the references real thick aren't they wearing a Cookie Monster t-shirt for no reason what's Cookie Monster's initials yeah, yeah. Yep. There's, there's been so many little Easter eggs over the last couple of weeks I mean I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but they start dropping it you know Darby Allen saying oh I want to wrestle the best in the world it's like oh geez, I wonder who that's yeah. about no, Darby Allen's exact quote was, I'm going to take on all comers, even if you think you're the best in the world. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he, he now maintains that it was he was speaking about Sammy Guevara. Lies. Yeah, Which is like, yeah. Oh, okay. we're about awesome promos. What about Miro? Oh, my God. Oh, Miro's great. He's, he's like, God's, he's favorite champ, God's favorite champion. There are, two, there are two things that I respect in this world. God 
and my double jointed wife. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Just keep hot wife promos. It's brilliant. It's, yeah, he just keeps mentioning Lana in his promo. Oh, so will, will, will Punk likely have cult of personality if he returns? Well, yes. well, I, it, Tony it, Khan's it, got the money to be oh, able to get them the licensing for I mean, Tony think, Khan's got the Pixies for crying out loud. If he comes to some generic, it just won't have the same impact. Oh, yeah. It'll be cult of personality. The crowd will go bananas because that show is sold out. Yeah. And it's like 17,000 people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, I was saying so. seventeen, twenty thousand people. They saw it out real quick, didn't they? But if, if he doesn't yeah. show, yep. I mean, that there'll probably be a riot. But I think I'm sure I've read WC like WWE didn't buy the song in perpetuity, so they haven't got like the exclusive rights to it. But I no. guess Tony Khan will have to throw down a chunk of change for it, though. I imagine. Oh yeah, it won't be cheap. Well, yeah, it'll be worth that, I think. But it's like how everyone wants. Um, if they've signed Daniel Bryan, everyone wants them to have a final countdown as his theme music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they've tried that before. Some. Promotion, he was. I was it Ring of Honor Ring of tried Honor. to get it. Yeah, so that's why they ended up. And then apparently, Europe were quoting them like something like half a million dollars every single time they played oh, it. Which is oh. why they then went with fighting the Valkyries. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't. Yeah. So that's why they got rid of the Valkyries because it's copyright free. And I was going to say, NW probably got a version of it, but they won't have the original version. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be no. the original of the years. <laughs> I mean, John Mox coming out to yeah. Wild Thing is just Chef Kiss. Wonderful. It's like it's, but it's the the version of Chef Kiss from the flipping Major League Baseball film. That's what makes it even better. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's it, not the Trogs original. It, it doesn't have a flute in it. That's that was the problem. <laughs> not true. Yeah, you need a flute. Oh, well, I suppose. Is brilliant. Yeah. Also, Eddie Kingston is the greatest man ever. Eddie Kingston is fantastic. There's so much. Everyone in EW, you're yeah. like, there's so much. Stuff. So yeah, Al, upshot of that is. Watch Dynamite. Yeah. Well, I might... my last mention of the subject Just... is like I think Mox is in a tag team match with a mystery partner, and if it isn't Shooter from New Japan, I'm going to riot. Oh in my, my god! Over two. Seth Rollins, you know they used to. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah it, it, it won't be. Sure <laughs> everyone else is leaving. Are you sure? Well, well, that's true. No, well, unless they fire him next week, maybe then... it'll be Adam Cole. But yeah, mm-hmm. but you get to see the Alistair Black character oh that should have been in WWE. Oh, yeah. but... That match, that that whole thing last week was just like, oh my god! What with Cody Rhodes yes. giving the retirement speech and put, putting taking off one boot <laughs> yep. and putting it in the ring, and going, "Well, I've had so many good matches. Yeah, you know, when we started this company, I didn't realize we'd become as big as we did." And he's just about to take off the other boot, and Malachi Black kicks him in the back of the head. <laughs> just beautiful. And I'm like, going, yes. Tommy fucking end. <laughs> See, what I really wanted was him to become like him to knock out Sting and become like Darby Allen's dad, and then Moxley gets Shooter in. Oh yeah, okay. Moxley gets Shooter from New Japan, and then, like they got wrestling dads and their sons fighting each other, and then and then Minoru Suzuki comes in as everyone's murder granddad and starts killing them all, all of them. <laughs> if you want murder, murder granddad. <laughs> That's who Suzuki is at the stage. He's like everyone's like old old granddad. He just murders people. Yeah, 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 totally. But he just comes in and just starts murdering all their dads. Is there Jake Roberts still there? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, him well, and good. Moxie had a great match. He manages as well. him and Lance Archer. Lance Archer. What wow, a cracker that was! Lance Archer's done great things as you know since he came to EW. He was doing great in New Japan as well, yeah. but he's adapted so well because he's just a yeah. giant killing machine. What I'm finding with AEW is they're doing that kind of... I don't know how long they can kind of keep it going for. They're doing that great thing of like from the attitude where like everybody on the show has got a story and a point. And also it's got the rare yeah. um, caveat of having a three-man booth that actually works because you've mm. got Excalibur, you've got Tony Schiavone, and you've got grumpy dad Jim Ross. <laughs> yeah. He will, yeah, when he gets the name of the company right. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, I just I find it a bit unfair sometimes how everyone just jumps down JR's throw every single mistake he makes. But like every now and then they they chuck in like MGF goes on the boot on the boot and they chuck the dick to Jesse Ventura then should he? Is that true? Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, like I'm really enjoying. I think there's a bit of period like I think during the whole kind of lockdown where like I think AEW got kind of a bit not boring, but I think just because they were kind of booked into a corner by like the global situation because. Everyone, everyone felt like that. Japan, um, New Japan's still in that period right now because they just they can't seem to get Corona under control. So yeah, yeah. Mm. But like I think yeah, especially since they kind of gone back to like the live crowds and stuff. Like AEW, I mm. think like every show's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I was talking to Cameron about the other day. Is it, I pay for AEW Plus, so it's like three pound fifty a month, which is nothing because mm. it means I'll get to I'll be able to watch Rampage tomorrow on yeah. demand, and the pay per views are like. 15 pounds every quarter so it's really nothing when you total up so can i ask how many pay-per-views they do four four main pay-per-views and they've got they do special dynamites once every while yep yep that sounds like a fantastic number Mm. there you go yep let's say dynamite's only two hours um rampage their new one is only an hour yeah but but it means like is it like on the on the show next week they've got uh, uh christian cage versus kenny omega for the belt kenny omega yeah for the impact Title yep. on AEW. That's another. So Christian there and all, by the way. Yep. Yeah, Christian's Christian's in uh, AEW. Oh, I thought you'd be like in a non-wrestling role, but he's in a wrestling role. No, no, he's in a wrestling role. Mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. that's his whole gimmick. His like whole thing was his first promo was, "I'm not here to claim like my retirement checks. I'm here to outwork everybody." Yep. And that's on the that's on his T-shirt. Yep. Outwork everyone. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. And it was literally like two months after he came off the rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and already like the other, he's like the, he they kind of networked him in with people. Like he's pals with like you know the Jurassic Express and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You've also got the fact that AEW, you know, AEW Impact, the NWA, New Japan. There's this whole almost like cinematic universe type feel at the moment because you've got like the Impact title being defended on yeah. AEW. Yeah, it's no. basically every other wrestling company on the world that's not WWE have agreed that. They are one entity because they want to and can trade talent. If they bring in, they bring in Okada to wrestle Omega for the belt. Like how awesome would that I will, be? I will just uh, do terrible things. I will love that. <laughs> I mean, they've got Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I suppose it depends if he can leave the country or not. Well, that's it. Yeah, I suppose that's the only problem yeah. right now with international travel. But is anything happening with NXT or NXT UK? Um, Vince threw his toys out of the pram. It's probably going to go back to developmental. Expect a really race for. A dildo or something coming up soon. It's going to be yeah. like like big guys who probably can yeah. wrestle. Yeah, well, a bit. they they got rid of a load of people. Apparently, Triple H had no idea about it until everyone else found out online as well. Yeah, that all of his babies had been released into the world. Apparently, they don't like the fact that NXT has become effectively a buffer zone between people from the indies. Yeah, but- and the actual the actual Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And they would much rather have it, you know, they're signing folk who are like, you know, in their mid 30s to 40s. But because they've come from somewhere else, they've been in, in the indies, they'll do like a couple of years in NXT and then the main yeah, yeah. stuff. Apparently, they, they want NXT to be like guys who are under 30. Well, okay. they also want, they also want guys be, that they can be main roster guys. Yeah, that they can be, that can be main roster guys. And they're at least like, you know, you're six foot five and all this kind of stuff. I think it's going to go yeah. back So essentially, NXT is going to end up being just like. OBW. An extension of like Raw SmackDown, mm-hmm. but for people who aren't got not haven't got any experience. It does sound like WF is in a lot of trouble at the moment. They are. 
Well, it just feels I like mean, the whole thing's like the, 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 the kind of like the internal, it's like an internal part, but like the fellow Nick Khan is like seemed to be the one like who's got Vince's ear and is kind of directing the company, well, whether whether it's to be sold or what. Like, I don't know. It just seems to be just kind of no kind of I clear mean, direction about what they want or. It's 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 very weird because they don't they don't even refer to themselves as a wrestling company anymore. Well, that's it. It's always been the way with Vince, isn't it? It's always been the way that he does. He he finds he doesn't want to be the wrestling guy. He wants to be the multimedia guy. WWE is an integrated media organization and recognized leader in global entertainment. This is why I don't get this company my money anymore. Yeah, they signed billion dollar TV deals off that, so you know. At this point, yeah. what do they care? Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating because, like, you have got like you know Roman Reigns is doing like some of the best work of his career. Oh yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns, I think, is the character he always should have been. Yeah, and it's like, but it's, right it's like it feels almost wasted because like he's going to run out of people to work with because they're not bringing them up in the good, you know, quite yeah. the right people up to kind of work his you know, foils against no. him. Well, that's why they've all they've already got Cena back. Yeah. But I just don't think it's a good program for Cena. I just don't. It's not. It makes no sense. If he wins, it's like boo hiss. He's just coming back part time yeah. or winning the belts. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. When that was exactly what he said against The Rock when The yeah. Rock was him and were feuding that he you know he, he called The Rock part time. I, I wouldn't be surprised but, if they put the belt on Cena just to just to give him more uh, title wins than Flair just to kind of you know uh, up at him. Well, also there'd be the fact that he's now like you know because he was in Suicide Squad, he's like now sort of you know mainstream, mainstream yeah. Hollywood, and it's, you know he can he can wear the belt to all these interviews and things like that, which he will. Mm. Because Cena, this is a guy who learnt Mandarin, so he could um, promote the WWE in China. Yeah, yeah. He's a good yeah. soldier. Um, you know what I mean? Wrongly called Taiwan a country, is it? Yes. Yeah, he got in trouble yeah, for he that. Yeah, he referred to Taiwan as a country and then apologised to China. Oh, Jesus. Um, but, you know, so he he would wear the WF, uh, WF, WWE title around his waist for every single interview going, I think, yeah, if he, he won it. But if he loses... It's a bit like, well, what was the point and all yeah. that? There is no point because they don't know what they're doing. Goldberg, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, Goldberg as well. Because I mean, are we not coming up to like a year since Reigns got the belt? Uh, because he came already. back. He came back at SummerSlam last year. Yeah, I can't even remember. I watched it for that long. Yeah, he came back at SummerSlam last year, and then he won the title at Payback the month after. Sounds. He won right. the title in September last year. God, it's been that long. So if I think so, so if he like if he defends it at SummerSlam, then he's pretty much going on for a year since he won it. Because hmm. was it not? We had Strowman versus Wyatt at SummerSlam last year, did we not? Yeah, is that one really kind of it was supposed to be a three way? He, he just walked up really like at the end and just smashed him with chairs or something. Yeah, and then won because he walked in last minute because he just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, and then there was like the official match was signed on payback so and he won it. Yeah. We are apparently, well, it's August 30th will be one year. Wow. There you go. He is the head of the table. Yeah. He's the head of something. It's going to be a very lonely table soon. Mm. Yeah, because he's just basically, well, what do you do? Well, yeah. I think it's, you know, he's... it feels like they're basically just trying to get like as much profit out of the companies before the TV deals run out. <laughs> well, yeah. We've got another, what, three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't have to just kind of get to that point. And then cause I can't imagine they'll sign that big a TV deal again because, again, because of the way TV's shifting, like, that model isn't necessarily, like, the driver for things anymore. Like, you know, weekly TV's great, but it doesn't pull through the ratings that it did, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. So, no, it's like, yeah, they're on about, what, a, like, a million, million and a half for yeah. Raw now when it used to be, like, 
attitude error levels were like seven, eight million, yeah. but then there wasn't as much to distract yeah. people from. Oh yeah, like there's probably in nineteen ninety eight, probably still you know quite high viewing figures in the context of the other channels, but it's still like yeah, um, and, uh, is it worth pumping all that money into this company just to get for that return? That will be the TV company's thing at some point. And that's the thing yeah. as well that. Uh, TV companies could could give this money to WWE or they can see what AEW is doing going, well, actually, this seems a much more hip and, like, in-touch product yeah. because it is. Or with the amount of people who have been released, like, someone else could start up their own company easily. Mm. You think about all the people who have been released in the last, kind of, six months. Yeah, but you'd still need a hell of a lot of capital behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would, you would still need, like, you know... To have a successful crack at it. Tony Khan can do it with AEW because... Tony Khan's effectively getting his dad's inheritance early. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Tony Khan, in, as a result of that, is worth far more than Vince's. Yep. So as much as Vince likes to, you know, be like he's you know, a millionaire and all this kind of stuff, Tony Khan has much, much deeper pockets than Vince has. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no such thing as the bottomless pit, you know, if he's, no. if he's you know, not careful, you know, he will, oh, yeah, you know, AEW will run it. out of money. What happened to Ted Turner? Yeah, oh, exactly. 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 That's, that's the lesson. Well, mind you, it was, it was never really Ted Turner's choice, though, to shut down. He never ran out of money. Oh, Time no, Warner but... told him to go away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah t- Time Warner bought out his broadcast and then just didn't want anything to do with wrestling. Yeah, it was the people who were Ted just didn't want it, did they? And they, they shut it down or you know, reduced the budget. Yeah, and they just slowly strangled yeah. it. Yeah. Until, you know, I mean, when you think that Vince bought his main competition, the, the rights, 24 contracts, the um the library the logo the back library for what was it like 2.8 million dollars yeah it was nothing, nothing. because eric they just, was desperate to buy desperate yeah he's desperate to buy it was for the for was it future events or something like that he teamed up with through the consortium but, yeah but when he found out he couldn't have a guaranteed tv slot he's like well yeah, well, what we're buying it for, really? Yeah. You're dead in the water. Yeah, yeah. as soon as uh, there's no TV deal, dead in the water. So that's the that was what did ECW, wasn't it? Like losing that TV deal. Yeah, that, that yeah, kept... having no TV deal just yeah. scrapped. This them. company's a mess. Excellent. So we'll end on a downer then, shall we? I don't know. I've got I've I've got the Mark Cardona Nick Gage match queued up. If anyone's interested, I am. But I really need to wait. <laughs> so, all right, I will wait then. And I need to go to bed. <laughs> so. Because right. actually, as this podcast has proved, I have been a tidy boy. Oh. You have. I've been to Legoland this week. I walked all around it, and I yeah, moved no, to winter. No, you all around it's it. a very busy day. Yeah, Legoland's really good. You've been walking on walking on Lego bricks. I recommend Legoland. It was really good. It is really good. It is fantastic. Did you see the little cheeky thing in the shops as well? By the way, did you stay in the hotel? We didn't stay in the hotel. No, we stayed in the hotel in winter. Oh, in you wouldn't have got this bit then. You wouldn't have got. Oh, right. If you buy anything yeah. from the Lego shops, yeah. and there are many in Legoland, obviously. Yeah. If they ask if you're staying in the hotel and they get your room number and rather than you carry it around the park, they deliver it to your room. Sweet nice. Christmas. Yes. We we did that. Oh, that could be very expensive. <laughs> How I walk past the £650 Millennium Falcon Lego, I've got no clue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then it was like, like we, went, we went into the shop at the end of the days when it was like everybody else was leaving and it was the most chaotic, stressful thing I've done in my entire life. <laughs> and I've been, in, I've, oh, right. I've been in the room for two emergency cesarean sections and it was like, that was the most stressful thing ever was going into that Lego shop and trying to find some Lego to buy. Jeez. It was not pleasant. Not good. So that is not why good. I'm tired and I can't remember people's names. Ewan. Or where you live. <laughs> or where I live, because Gloucester's close to Edinburgh. It is. Well, it, you know, uh, um, you know, in, in universal terms, it's very close. Come on, we're all one nation sure. on this one earth. Are we though? Yes. Okay. Shouldn't be though. One, we're all one nation together on this little blue speck traveling through space. 
Oh, you mean like as a as a whole, as a human yeah. race, right? I thought you meant. I thought you just meant it. What, as in, I thought you meant the U. I thought you meant in the UK sense. No, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, not in the kind of white supremacy sense. I mean, like as all of us as a race. No, 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 no. You know, in the Star Trek style. Oh, you know. I'm just going to end this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're just going to go. Yeah, this is, you're just going mad. Just going to crank up the the grandstand theme to finish on. Just, to, just let everyone know about my in, in furthering to my tweet earlier on today. Uh, Rangers five, Dunfermline nil. <laughs> oh, it was Lord. Kelly Cam, wasn't it? Oh, come on, boom, boom, put it all in. Doesn't matter. Al. We've had a bit of a shonky start to the season. I'm quite chuffed. A bet off. <laughs> yeah, you know. Never mind. You know, I mean, I can't really talk. My my club's playing in like fucking car parks this season so yeah you're in the championship <laughs> well Newcastle unbeaten this season that's because I've not played a game yet oh, oh fair enough <laughs> not even started <laughs> yeah. bye everybody just... bye. bye Phil bye, bye everyone <laughs> unbeaten because the season hasn't started yet <laughs> what a bold claim <laughs> Well, one second, I'm going to get my uh, cable from my laptop because nearly dead. I didn't realize it wasn't plugged in. One second. All right. This is the bit when Phil can't find the cable. And he needs to ask Sting to give him the cable. Wow. He's the king.